This week on the program, somebody stop us. It's The Mask. I'm Andrew Jupin. Smoking, Steve Sadak. <laughs> Eric Masca. Cuban Chris. And we <laughs> hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always, and thank you for catching us right smack dab in the middle of our summer blockbuster extravaganza. This week, we're talking about a big one. It's The Mask from 1994, directed by Chuck Russell. This yeah. guy, by the way, this director, crazy filmography in a good way. Really? Chuck he, Russell? What do you right. got for us? Uh, Schwarzenegger's Eraser was one that came to oh, mind. Oh, previous episode. Yeah, let me look this guy up. He's got oh. some good stuff. But by the way, we are we are doing this in the summer right now because it's smoking hot out there. <laughs> you know what he did? A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream yes. Warriors. That's right. Freddy you... Krueger and the Mask are almost the same character. Yep. Almost exactly. Both <laughs> child killers. Both <laughs> noted child killers. The Mask is a little bit more creative, I would Somebody say. Somebody stop me. I'm killing kids. Uh-oh, I just lit this little girl on fire. She's oh. smoking. Oh, 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 no, they're stopping me. Oh, shit. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> <laughs> the 1988 Blob remake, Bless the Child from 2000. Oh, Previous was, episode. I was going to say, that's an old-ass episode. Dude, I don't yeah. remember that. I mean, I know we did it, but I don't remember it. It's Is that the movie with Kim Basinger? Yep. Yeah. And there's oh, like some cult or something? With that uh, Christina Ricci. I remember we were incredibly rude about Rufus Sewell's eye in that episode. We I, I want to apologize out loud there. Some of us were uh, completely it was, it was rude about it was that. Me. Yeah. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. He's a good actor. He is a good actor. I'm just an asshole. Eric, you actually you don't have to worry about the release date completists this time around because this movie was released in July of 1994. Oh, nice. Oh, you know what else Chuck Russell did is a future episode of The Scorpion King. That's correct. This, oh, God. And this a was, 20, guys, I got to say quickly, a 2016 movie called I Am Wrath starring John Travolta filmed in Columbus, Ohio. And oh, me, oh, oh, my, oh. Oh, no, I was going to say, I thought, because I have seen some of these secret recent John Travolta movies. This is not one of them, though. I did not see this movie. Wow. Christopher Maloney, Sam Trammell, Rebecca De Mornay. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a movie. Can I let you guys know that in 16 months, uh, Jim Carrey released Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and then Batman Forever. 16 months. It's amazing. Between Ace Ventura and... Uh, Batman Forever bringing and, up the rear. And he doesn't have to work again after that. I mean, everything else is yes. just like, I want to do this after that. I mean, the year of 1994 was just an incredible time to be Jim Carrey. Yeah. There's no way around it. I mean, they didn't, um, I guess the I was sort of reading, like, he only made like $450,000 for this movie or something like that because it was greenlit and went into production before Ace Ventura was like the surprise hit that it was. So the production, like New Line totally dodged a bullet, like, ooh, okay, because then when he went on to do Dumb and Dumber, 
he inked like an insane deal for that movie. And then Batman Forever, he famously got twenty million, which was one of the biggest salaries, if not the yeah. biggest at the time. Right, right, right. And he just uh, amazing. Ninety four. Uh, he also left um, uh, in Living Color, obviously. Right, 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 right. You forget so, that 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 really. I mean, his career on the sketch show really like backed up into the movies like that. I kind of forget that. I was kind of, anyone see this on, uh, he had tweeted some sort of Black Lives Matter thing, some fucking assholes got after him, and he did like really go above and beyond and be like, yo, I would not have a career if not for black people, so thanks, but no thanks. You know what I mean? Like if you, oh, you no, got a problem with me saying that. that, I literally, my career was made by black people because white Hollywood didn't give a shit about me in the 90s, and that's totally true. Like he, I, he, yeah. I think he washed out of an SNL audition kind of a thing. Oh, is there like some famous videotape or something like that? Something like that. Well, he just like he tried and it just didn't work. Like they didn't like I didn't like him. Oh, I don't <laughs> think that's particularly funny. I think he's too big for them. Yeah. Well, like, now, he, yeah, but back when he was struggling, um, I mean, even on In Living Color, like he was outsized. Like that Fire Marshal Bill is a like insane character to have on TV. Yes. Oh, I see what you mean by big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he that was like a Fox personality. That was not <laughs> yeah. a NBC well, maybe you personality. Maybe want to go to Fox, possibly. <laughs> er, I think they have some sort of sketch show over there filled with people I don't hire until <laughs> someone makes me. I like the idea of Lord Michaels having the, all the videotapes and like, it's the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this movie, of course, is one of the biggest things from the 1990s. Uh, based on a comic book, it was a Dark Horse comic, Steve, is that correct? Yes. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> May I interject that it sure. is okay to like a movie? And in fact, I like this movie. I like yeah, this, this movie, too. this movie's fine. Did someone already send you a tweet? <laughs> we haven't <laughs> yes, finished exactly. recording Even the episode we're, yet. We're recording this days and days before it comes out, but somehow someone sent a tweet within that first six minutes or something we've been recording. Someone has sent a tweet. <laughs> I take continuous <laughs> t- uh, tweet technology. That's Sith, te- that's <laughs> Sith technology. I think you mean Reddit. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you mean a tweet. I think you mean a Reddit post. Right. I will say I saw I when I was watching this last night, I was like, oh, I've seen this movie a thousand times. Yeah. One literally one thousand times. But I don't ter- I, I don't think it holds up terribly well. And not in any kind of like big quote unquote problematic way. It's just it's kind of a mess. I feel like this movie actually holds up better than other Jim Carrey movies of the same era. That's fair. I mean, probably because there's problematic elements in, you know. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura and I remember uh, Dumber Dumb, being Dumb, pretty Dumb, good. Gets up pretty that. clean, if I remember. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while, so please yes. don't be like. And what about the scene where I, I don't remember it? Um, yeah, I what realized... about that scene where he takes a shit? What about it? What <laughs> realized, about it? You know, I was trying to say Ace Ventura, and then I realized, oh shit, I, I meant Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura too. <laughs> both, both of those movies are incredibly pop- problematic for two very different reasons. But yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was actually kind of surprised about that, too. I was like, oh, this kind of, this movie passes the 2020 test. And for me, it's kind of funny. You know what happened? Because uh, I've seen this movie a ton of times, ton of times, but not, I think, any time post Y2K. Mm. Uh, so it had been a really long time since I saw this movie. And I think what happened to me this afternoon rewatching it for the first time in so long was what happened to me I told the story recently on the show or one of our programs um, when I rewatched Super Troopers for the first time in so many years where I kind of just was watching the mask like, huh, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just yeah. like I did get a couple of laughs here and there, but it was really just like 
oh yeah, you've seen this so many times. And I, I just found it like totally like not really affecting me as much as I thought it would. I mean, it's I, I think it's very enjoyable. I think I actually like all the CGI work for the most part. Um, and I mean, you have the Laurence Olivier of dog actors here. Oh my God. Oh this my, God. my sweet Jesus, look at this performance. Oh, what is it? Max the dog? Rest oh. in peace, clearly. Uh, oh, man. But uh, he was oh, really no, he's still something. alive. He's 43 years old. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Dog is celebrating his yeah. 35th birthday uh, this week. Uh, that's my impression of that dog accepting his birthday present Jim was very good to me on set he petted me often you can see that this dog loves Jim Carrey dude the way he's giving him kisses here and there throughout the whole thing oh it's sweet Oh. It's a sweet. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a terrific dog. He's doing the head cock. He's doing jumping. He's when, he's got all the stuff. He's got all the he, tricks. When he's getting the keys from the, yep. uh, the and he has the eye perfectly. Yep. It's just ama- amazing. Amazing. You, you read my mind, Chris. That's exactly what I was going to point out. Was just the the. It's a dog making eye contact <laughs> with a fellow actor right there, and it's you love to see it, folks. You actually do love to see it. I, I would love a two hander, like a waiting for Godot with two of our greatest actors which would be this dog and the dog from the thing oh yeah as vladimir and estragon you know what i mean like really just dig yep. it into the work an yeah, all dog waiting for D- godot they're giving you a two-hander while they're waiting <laughs> no 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 no. it's a two-handed play you see oh. it'd be a two-parter first of all eric <laughs> <laughs> waiting for doggo maybe waiting for to go yeah okay yeah there you go you know what was refreshing and i guess i just haven't watched one of their movies in a while but just seeing that new line logo yes i heard the same thing it was just like a ah and there is something there is something just so like 90s i mean there's a lot of 90s about the movie but i guess like it just like the the uh uh sort of nostalgia that could be found adjacent to this movie was also sort of like flowing through my brain I, and through my feelings while I was watching it. I, it's also the music, like the intro music is rushing. Like yeah. I, I immediately keyed in and I was like, holy shit, I remember this one. It's, it's very much, New Line had that. They did that with Mortal Kombat yep. as well. You know what I mean? They knew how to start a movie. And I, I yeah. do think this movie feels like a big summer movie, doesn't it? It just something yep, yep. about it, and maybe it's like the big production design because it's very inspired by Dick Tracy and uh, those Burton Batman movies for oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. I, one of my notes is bright Gotham. Yes, yep. yes, it is a bright Gotham. I mean, I love the you know after the New Line logo, the first thing you see is just this big matte painting, and you know it says Edge City, mm-hmm, uh, population me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Welcome population. to Edge City! Oh my god, we're, we're almost coming all the time! Holy but shit, not. go away your car! <laughs> oh yeah, you, can't, you have to weigh your car because you by weighing your car, you will know whether or not that human being has come soon. Come recently, I should say. I do love the matte painting. And by the way, guys, there is a deleted scene. I, I first saw it today. Um, it's the Vikings discovering Edge City and burying the mask in the chest on the beach, which would eventually, I guess, erode away to be in the harbor later that is... Then discovered by a hap, this I guess is a scuba guy that actually wants to find it, but then he gets hit by a fucking pipe, which is I pretty think cool. These guys are like some like engineers doing some kind of underwater construction thing. One of the like most unintentionally funny things in this movie is the guy who's like the foreman who's directing the people to put the pipe down in the water, and he's like, yeah, 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 drop it just like that, drop <laughs> it right now, and it just like 
totally falls into the water. I think that scuba diver is crushed by oh, this. I, thing. I think that's. Oh, and you pan up, and Elon Musk is there, and he's like, I could have done that. I could have found the mask. <laughs> Actually, uh, they're, yes. they're all pedophiles. They all they touch the children. The man who discovered the mask loves little children. Now I'm going to name my baby a dumb series of numbers and figures. I thought that fucking name was the name of the submarine he was going to make to rescue those, those kids. <laughs> oh, I've invented something very interesting. It's called the subway. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, we have. Yes, way. I know my rocket looks like a penis. What of it? <laughs> I do. Does um, his rocket look like a wiener? Yeah, nice. It does. Don't, don't they all? I watched well, I guess so. this one especially. So uh-huh. I watched that um, uh, deleted you? scene that Eric sent with the Vikings, yeah. and I kind of want even like the prologue of like whatever Norse village this is, where uh, Viking village, where in some fucking assholes wrong guy, somebody stop me! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm pillaging this village and killing all of these babies. Somebody stop me. All these kids are smoking. Drinking mead. (laughs) Yes, swing music for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Was this Take it out specifically because of the dig against the Italians. Well, there at the end of the the this cut scene here, which is surprisingly long, and you get a lot of Viking dialogue with yeah. with the subtitles. Is but, that right? Yes. Wow. They uh, they say like, oh, this land is now cursed. But one of the guys is like, but you discovered this new land. Like, what shall we name it? It's like, oh, it's cursed. So leave it to the Italians. And I believe that's a reference to the guy who names it America later on, mm. right? An Italian map maker. Yeah, yeah. Some some dude actually named America or whatever, Americanus or I don't know. I mean, obviously it was not Roman era, but you uh, know, Mitch America. Yeah, I remember him. America is named after our Amerigo Vis Vespucci, an Italian explorer. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I love how I butchered that name. <laughs> I am I am married to an Italian and I can't uh, I can't even say her name. <laughs> uh, we cut to and I think this is a crime. I don't think Jolie Fisher and Amy Asbeck are allowed to be in the same movie. Like what the fuck are we doing, guys? One was on Wings, one was on Ellen. Like two you, all you need to do is get the lady from News Radio in there and I'll have fucking no idea what's going on. Oh, uh the woman who played Beth? Yes. Uh, oh, I can't think of the Not actress's Moira name. Tierney. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, the woman who was uh, George Costanza's assistant on Seinfeld that he sleeps with at oh, one point. Fuck. I can't think of her name. She's so fucking funny on news radio, yeah. though. Uh, we'll have to look that up. So anyway, Jim Carrey plays Stanley Ipkiss. Uh, he works at the uh, 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 Edge City Bank. Um, real pushover kind of guy. This is where Steve was talking. Jolie Fisher is here as a co-worker who I, I guess the idea was like Jim Carrey's character told her like, oh, I can get these concert tickets. We'll go to the concert. And then she just like totally uses him here and is like, oh, well, my friend is coming from out of town and I can't do anything without her. Can you get a third ticket? Knowing that it's sold out there, yeah. kind of a thing. There are tickets to the band that he goes to see as the mask at the Copa Bongo. Mm-hmm. Why is it that... In Edge City, the only place for nightlife is the Coco Bongo. Well, yeah, they say it's the new nightclub, but it's the only nightclub. It's not <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the old <laughs> nightclub burned down. All hail the new nightclub. 
<laughs> well, I guess because it's got like the swing music that's so hot right now. Yeah. Is this movie partially responsible for bringing that about in 1996 <sighs> to 1998 and a half? I, I believe so, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just rode the wave a little bit. Like it saw it going on. Like Swingers, Swingers, is Swingers is the same year, right? No, it's yeah. 96, actually. Oh, oh really? John yeah. Favreau Holy saw shit. the mask, went apeshit over it, and <laughs> wrote a script. <laughs> I would like to see the mask like fail to leave a voicemail and it's like 35 <laughs> minutes long or whatever happens in that movie. Hello, baby. Oh, crap. <laughs> sure, you know, I've done that so many times. Every time I got You know, I got to get something new. Is that movie worth a damn these days? I have not I, gone back to that. I haven't seen it since like high school. Um, I liked um, it then. I feel like I rewatched it maybe five years ago and I thought it was fine i don't know if you need to go back to it but yeah that's that's but yeah well, that's well, a, that checks about what i was thinking i've been pretty indifferent about it what we get with from the jolie fisher scene is your classic stanley ipkiss is a nice guy and these ladies are just walking all over him my gosh I mean, I guess in this instance, that is literally what, what happens. happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he's he's uh, cheered up uh, instantly by his buddy Charlie, played by the late uh, Richard Jenny, of course. Um, and this is a weird line where he's like, oh, uh, Stan, don't worry about, you know, those concert tickets or whatever. I'm going to take you on a love safari tonight. <laughs> uh, we talked about this, Charlie. I'm good. Uh, I hope you enjoy yourself. Like, if you guys were ever like, hey, Andrew, uh, and obviously not in our, our married lives, but back in the day, you were like, dude, we're going out on a love safari. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to stay home with some standard definition DVDs. You know what, Charlie? I'm not going to wear your homemade leopard print underwear. Uh, I We've talked about this many times. <laughs> not doing a, it. What is a love safari? Is that when the love boat, like, shipwrecks? <laughs> I think he's telling him, like, we're going to go out, like, hunting for some strange kind Big of... Big game hunting kind of... <sighs> yeah, Stanley, bring your gun. <laughs> Make sure to bring your gun on this uh, love safari oh, tonight. <laughs> uh, but he's interrupted by a 21-year-old Cameron Diaz. It is crazy how young she is in this movie. Really wild. Doesn't even really, like... I mean, she looks like Cameron Diaz, but, like, doesn't. Yeah, it's exactly. very strange. Yeah. Um, I think she's great in this movie, by the way. Yeah. She's younger than most of the cast of Nano 2 and O, by the way. Like she should be playing, you know what I mean? Like by movie rules, she should be playing somebody's high school age daughter. Right, right. Uh yeah, this is she comes into the bank and like Richard Jenny is the first one to meet her and she's looking to open an account. And this is a creeptacular move from this guy Charlie here. Takes off her oh, coat yes. and then she's like, oh, she goes over to like Jim Carrey to like sit down and open an account or whatever. And Richard Jenny's character smells her jacket like a real hard face in it with <laughs> right in the middle of your workplace. As if it was Heath Ledger to Jake Gyllenhaal, man. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not the time nor the place, sir. Can we please just get on with this? Oh, Jenny totally lo ledgered her jacket, dude. <laughs> you ledgered her jacket. I mean, she's right there. Dude. Yes. This is a workplace problem, Richard Jenny. It is a really long whiff. It's like he's <laughs> reveling in it for a moment. It's totally Dude, nuts. if this guy got the mask, forget about it. He tries to get the mask at the end. That is a hell on earth kind of a Caligula situation <laughs> if yeah. Charlie gets the mask. 
now the whole world is a love safari. <laughs> so she's looking to like open an account or whatever. She's being very flirtatious with Stanley Ipkiss. And then, uh-oh, she's got a secret camera in her bag. So she's casing the joint for her boyfriend. Of course, we meet as Dorian. This is a problem with Dorian. Dorian is an evil motherfucker, uh, but he has like an a, an air table hockey uh, thing in his office and I'm like that's double dragon shit I don't think, be playing yep. this I think he got the office when he was like 23 and he's like yeah I'll put the air table over there and now it's like six <laughs> years later and he's like I think I outgrew it a little bit <laughs> but he's got his guards playing it while he's trying to make this fucking like big heist deal with Reggie Cappy it's kind of hilarious there's a there's a funny like the way that they introduce that air hockey table is like uh, they were trying to watch the video or whatever, and it's like, guys, can you keep it down? And just cutting to two huge henchmen playing air hockey is kind of a great gag. Uh, and uh, Dorian, of course, is the actor Peter Green, who is Zed in Pulp Fiction. I think he's, is he the bad guy in Blue Streak? Possibly. Uh, yes, that sounds right. The Martin Lawrence movie, I think he's... That uh, sounds right. That. Yeah. He's um, um, uh, very big in The Usual Suspects, a movie that uh, doesn't exist anymore. It used to exist. Oh, uh, yeah. What yeah. was his name? Red Feather Bottom or something? Uh, Redfoot, I believe. Red yeah, Foot, there we yeah. go. He's the guy who... Does he flick the cigarette at Stephen Baldwin? Or does yes, Stephen he Baldwin does. Si- he, yeah. yeah, he throws it at Stephen Baldwin, right? That's why you I like him he, so much in that movie. Get yeah. the fuck <laughs> out of here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Baldwin hears that a lot these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good call. Um, it's kind of, I mean, he's in a different movie is kind of the thing. And like, I was looking at some of the IMDb trivia. like, oh, they want a Jack Nicholson for this. What the fuck are you talking about, Jack Nicholson? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's all be realistic here. I mean, the funny thing is, Dorian's character is kind of like Jack Nicholson's character in uh, yes. the Burton Batman, just without turning into the Joker. You know, I mean, because he is a guy who's like, you know, the the head guy, you know, the number one guy for this Nico, you know, Greek mobster guy or whatever. And he wants to, like, overtake him much the same way that Nicholson wants to off Jack Palance in that movie. But the entirety of their criminal enterprise seems to be just running this mostly legitimate club. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. The, yeah so I, well, there's no wanna... drugs anywhere. There's not, like, shipping guns out. They're but, just fucking running the club but in like in line with bright gotham their scheme is to rob a bank and then i guess launder the money through the club maybe like bank robbers that's what the that's your whole crime this is 1994 1930 (laughs) because he's like hey reggie kathy once uh we robbed this bank we'll have more money than nico and we'll run nico out of town kind of a thing it's like one bank robbery huh (laughs) i work i work for nico dillinger (laughs) <laughs> and like Peter Green is in, intense in the role, and but but at the same time, I think this is a good introduction because this is you know a children's film, and you have to introduce children to the very real threat of mafioso type of murders. Sure. So it's Gangland laying, the, yeah, exactly. It's laying the, the groundwork for when you get older, you're gonna run into numerous Dorians. Don't worry about <laughs> the, it. The number one thing you're gonna have to worry about is bank robberies. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I would sort of push back on is that I don't believe this is a movie for kids this is a i think kind of a a rather adult pg-13 it's just that 
he's playing a Looney Tune half the time, so it, it kind of covers it up. That's what I mean by a mess. Is like that's the thing is the movie doesn't know that some scenes well, are way kitty and other scenes are like oh that's a used condom in his pocket. I, I, well, yeah, there's a condom joke. I do think it's kind of kitty too. And I think the idea of doing the bank robbery is like he's not doing dr- he's not selling drugs. It's not yes. getting too real for that. Uh, younger audience but i think that's a problem with carrie's movies in general is that like they are all like ace ventura is also for kids and definitely not for kids (laughs) yeah that's at the same time why are you saying that ace you think ace ventura is for kids because it's like a goofy comedy yeah and and he's a cartoon well i mean you can have goofy adult comedy but also jim carrey is the biggest comedy star in the world and like you're gonna take your kids to the new jim carrey movie well i mean i think that that's the difference i think that well you weren't hang but you weren't doing that with ace ventura i think probably they were i don't know i kids love ace ventura that's a cabin when that movie came out in theaters though nobody knew what the fuck that was nobody knew who he was i but I, I think it was a surprise but to Chris, I think to Chris's point, kids loved it. Whether or not yes. it was for kids or not, it became for kids because kids loved it. That's and it was absolutely like, oh, fine. That's, that's fucking silly. He's got a silly voice. He's talking very cute. Therefore, it's good for kids. But then the movie itself is somewhere in between. Right. And But what I'm saying is it, it's fine that kids liked that first Ace Ventura movie, but I do not believe they made that movie thinking kids it was for kids and kids were going to go see it. I, I don't I'm not that. sure about that. I'm not convinced about that. I, I think mean, kids love Dan Marino. That, yes. I say that much. Yes. <laughs> and all like the one-liners that like became poppy, like they weren't, none of them were adult-oriented. I mean, speaking from my own experience, um, I didn't see Ace Ventura in theaters. I definitely saw Dumb and Dumber in theaters. I didn't see this in theaters, but but this and Ace Ventura I saw on, on, on VHS or HBO. I saw, I grew up with Jim Carrey. I guess is what I'm. So did I. Yeah. I, I like so it's, it's in, in an extent. It's it's for kids, but the the idea of what we allow children to see now is totally different. Well, it's, yeah, it's very true. And, and I also, I also love the idea, Eric, that you didn't see this movie in theaters, but you saw like Wings of, Des- of Desire. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was 1994. Again. Actually, Eric was busy seeing Pulp Fiction in theaters. <laughs> That's actually true. I, yeah, I saw Pulp Fiction in theaters, and I did see. Uh, I saw Wings, the Academy Award winning picture from 1930, because it's. <laughs> 1994, 30. I mean, Uh, he doesn't make like totally just like primarily for kids movie until Batman Forever into Liar Liar into Bruce Almighty. Yes. Those are super kids movies. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what his appeal was, was for kids. Even whether or not that was the intent, it was. And this movie kind of skirts that because, yeah, he's like a cartoon. But then also there's this other stuff. But then also like any any graphic violence is totally turned down because somebody was like, oh, kids are going to love this fucking movie. There's one particular scene where I'm like, I am surprised I got past that and didn't notice it. What? Come on, don't tease me. The, the when the he kills the t- well, he doesn't kill them somehow. The two auto mechanics by oh, shoving dude. tailpipes <laughs> up their assholes. What, dude, that's first time, first time I noticed what was going on yes. there. And you hear the fucking EMT be like, "Get me a proctologist, <laughs> the best in the world." They're like, "Whatever that line is," and then I was like, "What?" And then I looked and I was like, "Oh, he shoved the fucking fuel or the yeah the exhaust lines." Up their assholes. On both of them. <sighs> Under different circumstances, that's a Hellraiser death. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly right. dude. That ma- is a yeah. delicious sight to show you. Absolutely. The mask could totally be a Cenobite. 
A hundred percent. You know, just put him in like a black leather zoot suit. Butterball, <laughs> <laughs> um, come and get me. <laughs> Somebody stop me. I'm ripping your nipples off. Somebody Ooh. stop me from doing this. Look at this. I turned into the mask and I'm wearing your skin as a jacket. Somebody <laughs> stop me. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Ooh, Edge City. I like the sound of this. Almost coming, but never coming for an eternity. <laughs> you know, you guys are making me think here that, uh, you know, we pretty great is Pinhead, but with more of a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's kind of making some jokes in those movies, but he, if he was overtly hilarious, mm -hmm, yeah. I think that's a better franchise. He's, the dude is a bore. I just rewatched Hellraiser 2, and it's just, ugh. Yeah. Oh, were you like me uh, watching that with Joe Bob? Yeah, I was. Yeah, that movie is a fucking snooze, man. And then you're like, you're you get tricked by Hellraiser two Hellbound because you're like, oh cool, the movie's over with. And then it's like, wait a minute, doesn't Hellbound imply that we're going to hell? Up, oh, up, oh, yes. there's twenty five minutes of the movie left. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best so part. Bad. But it's like, yeah, there's so much with that doctor and blah. blah, blah. Oh, I wish they went to hell in like the first twenty minutes and stayed there. Yes, because that part of that movie is awesome. But when I was watching it on last drive in, I was like, God damn, this movie sucks. You know, the people that made that movie could go to hell <laughs> go to hell go to hell so Kiss my uh, butt go to hell he does go to his mechanic at his car there like you know it's your classic he's just a hapless loser everyone's taking advantage of this guy his yeah. mechanic is like oh uh your car isn't ready he's like but it's just an oil change like oh but you're gonna need a new transmission yada yada they give him the loner which is this like crap ass yes. car which is but fun to look at there are some great <laughs> jokes in here like i just really like this movie script it's fun you know it's like oh no uh, sign this, but there's no price. There will be. Yeah. Oh, that's a good line. Also, that's when you tell that guy, uh, don't do anything. Get it off the rack right now. Yeah. And go fuck yourself. Good day. I mean, it's the most played out gig, but when they when he says, get the loner, the loner, <laughs> the loner. Yeah. I, well, the, I loved that. The fat guy is from Goodfellas. The guy's like, Jimmy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Johnny Rose Beef. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Johnny Rose Beef. That's right. Oh, that guy, the fatter mechanic, is Johnny Roast B. Yeah. yeah, where he comes in with the with the because Carbone comes in with something, and he comes. He's the one that comes in with the new wife in the car. I'm yeah. sorry, Johnny. I'm sorry. Oh yes. I, oh, I, you're I, totally right. He's it's also in my, it's in my mother's name. It's fine. <laughs> he's also not surprisingly in Green Book as like Fat Dom or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, he's like hanging out at the house. Yeah, and, he's one of those guys. I was trying to see if the other guy was in anything because he kind of looks familiar and he's just a dude that like steadily works playing a character one time on television shows. Yep, that sounds about right. It's kind of really it. So that's cool. So yeah, they they screw him over also. Uh, so he's got to take this fucking like little lemon to the nightclub, which it's like, dude, park down the street, man. Yeah. <laughs> just park down the street. It's yeah. a city. No one's going to break your balls for walking up yeah. to the club. Park down the street. It's real like mom's driving you to school rules. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Richard Jenny has picked up two sex workers that they're going to go into the club with. Uh, That's got to be the, the situation. Yeah, there, so, right? yeah he's, mm -hmm. he's paid top dollar. Um, yep. Well, he's wearing a cheetah skin jacket. You wear a cheetah <laughs> yeah. skin jacket. It's, You're paying for sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And again, nothing wrong with it, but that's just sort of the nope. vibe you give but off. But that jacket means that there is not sex being volunteered to you pro bono. <laughs> yeah. I think they, uh, they're going by shop girl for the night. <laughs> Consider it's 1930s, 1990s. 
1930s, 1990s. Uh, so yeah, there's the thing of like Richard Jenny pays off the bouncer. He and the two ladies get into the club and Stanley Ipkiss gets screwed over. It's because it's kind of funny. It's it's one of the only times you see him not being the mask, like try to be a little arrogant, like a little cocky because he turns around to everybody waiting on the line and does like a see you guys inside. <laughs> and like as he's bragging, the dude closes the velvet rope. Well, that's the thing with Stanley Ipkiss. Anything he does, he immediately has to eat shit for it. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, it's a kind of character. Like I think if this movie was made in like let's say like the like early seventies or like the late sixties, you could have Jack Lemon playing Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> I would like that. A, a lot less physical humor in that one. Yeah, I do love the statement from the director that I think you can see on the Tribune trivia, where I guess he said the production was saved so much money just due to the fact that Jim Carrey is such an amazing physical comedian that like he was able to bend his body in so many crazy ways that it cut down on animation costs. I buy that. I mean, it, there's nothing here without him, really. You know what I mean? I think Cameron mm -hmm. Diaz is, is a bright spot. Peter Green, you know, and production design is great, but like it's not, it doesn't, this, this movie doesn't work unless he's anywhere near it. It's very true. I mean, the physical comedy is amazing. And I guess maybe the 90s were the second renaissance of that with like Tommy Boy and stuff, but we really haven't seen anything like it in a while, have we? Long time. Of like hardcore physical comedy yeah. like that. I, I, you know, Point me in the direction, folks, because I don't know where that's at these days. I, I, I think would you're love totally to right. check it out. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, gets tossed back out on the street. There's, of course, a gag where a car's got to drive by and soak him. And as he's soaking wet with, you know, mud water or whatever, Cameron Diaz comes up to the club. I do love the thing of the guy being like, like the valet's like, oh, sir, here's your car. And it's the piece of shit. And he's like, oh, that's not my car. And the guy's just like. Well, the tickets match. <laughs> okay, I'll take it, but I don't like it. Uh, and this is when Cameron Diaz comes out of her car dressed like Beetlejuice, like sexy <laughs> Beetlejuice. Yep, totally. Chelsea said that we were watching it, and she's like, she looks like she's about to pick up a shift at Foot Locker. <laughs> but it is, it's so, it's so a Beetlejuice costume right here. It's nuts. She kind of is dressed ridiculously in this movie, almost throughout. Yes. Well, because she's um, like, uh, what, what do you call it there? I, uh, um... Not a showgirl, but a yeah, like a, a mall kind of sort of yeah, a singer, a, <laughs> a singer at a nightclub is what I mean. But you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, she wears big crazy outfits, but they're really big and they're really crazy. It's wild. Uh, so they like kind of have a thing, and then he's like, "All right, well, I'll take my car and humiliate myself elsewhere." And the car, I think this is the universe telling this guy to fucking end it all right here, because the car breaks down like right on a bridge. There's nobody around. Like, is your Christmas angel going to come down for you, Stanley Ipkiss? <laughs> I don't know, man. Why don't you give it a shot? Uh, but yeah, he, he sees, and you know, he's a good guy. He sees uh, a bunch of crap floating in the river and he assumes it's a body. And this is how he comes upon the mask. I want to say, and you know, I don't know if you guys noticed this and you know, no need to go back to the videotape, but I could have sworn when you're seeing, when you're supposed to see what Stanley is seeing right here, like, and they're shooting down into the river, did they actually have a person there? And then also, like, with some stuff around it, and then when he gets down there, it's uh, actually just a bunch of garbage? This is said just like a person who would jump in this water. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice, but no. when, when, they, when he does find the mask, it is, like, 
there's kind of like a wire barrel there. Like they're trying to make it look uh, like a humanoid. Uh, uh, stop what you're doing, pedophile. That's I'm going to get that. Don't stop what you're doing. Yes, Wait. it is I, Elon Musk, savior of all lost peoples and accuser of pedophilia. Thank you, Andrew. I had no idea what was happening. For a second. It, it took me a second, too. And then I was like, all right, we got to say who that guy word, is. Yeah, word to the wise. Start that impression with I'm Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would say, that's you know new rule for the rest of the show every impression we will start with who we are <laughs> he sounds kind of like tom six he does. Uh, yeah, oh it's, yes uh, kind of the same voice there uh i elon musk the sorrow of moldavia <laughs> the scourge of carpathia the ruiner Sit. of Grimes' life. <laughs> Sitting on a throne of blood and also a bunch of old hard drives because I'm a computer nerd as well. I might be into Bitcoin too. Who knows? <laughs> uh, he finds the mask and then he goes home and his landlady starts giving him shit. I mean, this is why, and I'm so glad that I do not have a landlord in the unit. Oh, yep. oh what yep. a dream. What in a the dream. unit? You mean in the building? In right? the building, yeah. Well, not the <laughs> in the unit, dude, I would say you are getting an incredibly raw deal there, Steve. <laughs> no, in uh, the building, yeah. You yes, want to have... On-premises. If you have absentee. to have, you know, if you have to live in a building that is like, owned by a family like versus like my building is just a management company you know there's nobody here telling me to keep it down but yeah that like they're fucking living with you oof no thanks here you could sleep in my kitchen if you like <laughs> <laughs> hey chris remember gus i do remember gus and i remember harry and it was <laughs> nightmares both times yeah we're reminiscing by the way folks at home about our astoria queens landlords oh, well, gus gus lived in the building but yes. harry didn't live in, in no. that other he building. might as well have he, he was there all the time <laughs> yeah oh that's awful because well, it's it it's funny because Harry, that was Harry's um, uh, childhood home. And when I signed my lease on my new place, uh, the landlord was just like, oh, you know, this is my childhood home. I was like, no, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude, I don't need to know that. <laughs> you know, if you're like a property manager and that's your situation, that's cool. You know what that's not going to do? And I feel like they throw this out there for this reason, Steve, and it's not going to be effective. It's like, oh, if I tell these new tenants that I grew up in this house, maybe they'll take that much more care yes. of it. Maybe Maybe they'll be that much more precious with the, you know, the floor or something like that. That's not happening, buddy. No, it just creeps me out, man. Better you not save your fucking wonder years garbage memories <laughs> for somebody else. <laughs> Better not sell that to me. I'm going to wreck it if you tell me shit like that. <laughs> yeah, totally, man, dude. Chris Cabot will shit on your childhood <laughs> floor. Those hardwood floors. Was this, your, uh, was this your bedroom where you jerked off for the first time? Cool. Awesome. 60-year-old man. It's really nice that I now know that. Thank <laughs> you. That is the other part of it, is it not? It's like, oh, yeah, your first sexual experience? Oh, right in that closet, huh? Great. <laughs> oh, and the lingerie catalog is still here. Great. Fantastic. Oh, good. What, like, he wasn't the best landlord, but my best landlord was a guy named Vagilus, which it's just like, you, you what? Fucking, you had a landlord named Vagisil? Vagilus. It's oh. like, it sounded like that synth band that did some tracks for <laughs> yeah. Blade Runner. Talk about the oh, scourge of Moldavia. Yeah. He was an older Greek gentleman. He was very nice. He was cool with you, though. Hey, yeah, his brother the was a piece of shit. Though. His brother, <laughs> when I was moving out of the place, his bro uh -oh. like, we were like, Tossing a bunch of shit out, you know, like you do. Right. Was his name a Cockalus? 
His name was George, so I don't know what the disconnect there was. But it was his brother, and they did look alike, and they both lived in the building, so it was a kind of a constant battle. Oh my but George God. gave, like, he gave my move, my movers the bags of garbage I was throwing out, and I didn't find out until I was out of the city God moving in. And I'm like, it. why do I have the garbage I was throwing out in Queens? Are you 100% sure it wasn't Georgialess? <laughs> Maybe he, simply, he Americanized it. Uh, this landlady, though, speaking of uh, uh, the last drive-in, Eric, did anybody recognize who this lady is? Oh, I did not. I didn't even look it up. She is the fucking creepy-ass nurse in Exorcist 3. Oh, wow. They, there's a great scene where George C. Scott's trying to interrogate this lady, and he's, like, screaming at her. It's fucking awesome. Never saw it. Oh, movie. really? Oh, it's, it's so fucking... Movie. It is balls to the walls, batshit crazy, Steve, but it's a it's a good time. Definite, weird one. Definite recommend. Speaking weird. of weird ones, by the way, Stan Ipkiss, after the night that he's had, after he finds the masks and deals oh, with yeah. his landlady, goes into his house, and you know what you got to do right when you walk into the door at 2.30 in the morning? You better put on a VHS tape of old cartoons. <laughs> That's the thing. Is It's one thing if you're just like, oh, God, I'm fucking beat. Let me just pop on Cartoon Network. Oh, awesome. Text every cartoons. <laughs> Let me just chill out. But like, no time to get my tape out. Time yep. to get out the tape. And he's got a bunch of tapes. tapes. There's a lot of tapes. There's a lot of tapes here. And I think you see there's another thing somewhere earlier in the movie where he's got like a Looney Tunes notebook or something like that. He's got above his bed pictures mm -hmm. of Porky Pig and Daffy Duck. And I'm like, you're going to take Jolie Fisher home and fuck her in front of Porky Pig and Daffy Duck? She's going to leave. That's totally. some sick shit, man. That's <laughs> some real sick shit you just did. <laughs> I do actually wonder, because like the difference between me and Stanley Epkins, because I like old cartoons and, and things for children, for sure, all the way to my present life. But I never had enough money to live alone. I never had enough money to like populate an apartment with things that I like. And Ooh, Lord yep, knows what that nightmare would look like. Yeah, I don't should have moved to Edge City. <laughs> Dude, if I if I lived alone, I would, I would be the fucking mayor of Edge City. <laughs> I'll tell you, Steve, you... You and me are in the same boat with that. Like, similarly, I always either had a roommate or lived with Chelsea as an adult, you know, so I never branched out on my own like that. And I can tell you right now it would have been a disaster because it wouldn't be as juvenile mm. as, like, Uncle Joey's room on Full House. But <laughs> like, like the loft space in Big when yep. Tom Hanks yeah, you know, I, in yep. video games. Exactly. Yep. The trampolines. Because it's the money thing that I thankfully didn't have. Because you remember my apartment <laughs> we, we lived together. It was Spartan and weird. It did, my, my, my room yeah. didn't have any things all, on the wall. All it, did, all it had was, like, a framed photo of Tom Waits. And it was kind of like, is there a uh, rifle under that car. <laughs> I, true, true story. I never saw the actual floor of that fucking room of yours. <laughs> never, not once. It's always Listen. covered in shit. <laughs> not covered, not covered in shit. You mean clothes strewn about? Sometimes items, not, items. not feces. Yeah, you're not. Clear. He wasn't slinging shit on the no. wall like an ape. <laughs> No. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll clear that up. Yeah, by the way, Chris Cabin throwing stones left and right over here. I've seen how you live, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, oh, you know, Chris Cabin Glass House is my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I got some fucking stories to tell, but I will not. Oh, burn them. Burn them. Ben Stein's in this movie. Yeah, we, we see uh, he's on like some talk show or something. Like that's how his character's introduced. And it's like yeah. the masks we wear, psychology, mumbo jumbo thing. I wrote a book about how we're all wearing masks. And this is the limit of Ben Stein acting because Ben Stein can only do the 
the Bueller voice. Like in this movie, he's trying to like be a little peppier and it just doesn't work. God, I hate him. I just hate him so much. I hated him even when I enjoyed watching other people win his money. Uh, but so he fucking puts the mask on, and I timed it, by the way. Ben Stein puts the mask on. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, now I can write script speeches for Richard Nixon in record time. <laughs> oh, somebody stop me. <laughs> Voodoo economics. <laughs> I can help bomb Cambodia in record time. Oh, man, don't give Kissinger the fucking mask. <laughs> oh, dude. Somebody could stop me at any moment, he but actually, you won't. He actually goes up and eats Cambodia as the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Those children's bodies are smoking. Spicy meatball. <laughs> Napalm. <laughs> uh, so, no, Stanley Ipkiss puts on the mask, and I timed it. We have the mask on screen in under 20 minutes, which is what you want. That means he is in mask costume in the first reel of your film. Yep. And God bless it. This movie, I will say, is a brisk like 100 minutes. It's well paced. The only part that seems to drag for me is towards the end because I'm just like, all right, all right. let's get. Well, yeah, the third act where it's like, am I in prison? Am I not in prison? Oh, what did Mm. Cameron Diaz really think about me? Right, right, right. Uh, So the first sort of gag here, he's sort of like, well, he fucking totally destroys this landlord's uh, sense of mental stability here. He's like, he, this is where he's got the uh, the mallet and he's smashing the alarm clock in the hallway. Well, the first thing he says when he when he does turn around and reveals himself as the mask is smoking, which, you know, I don't know. It's pretty good. Where's that Not coming bad. from? Where's that coming from? Yeah, it's, what's smoking? I mean, it's, it's just, he's, he's so very hot. hot. Got yeah. it. Okay. He's very See, hot. I think, I think he's the gonna thing, go though... Out. He's going to go try to buy some meth, Steve. Oh, God. Okay. It would have been better if you heard Stanley Ipkiss, like, in some capacity, use smoking, like, while hanging out with Richard Jenny. Like, Richard Jenny says, like, oh, we got, you know, I got us two tickets to my sex cruise or whatever the <laughs> sex safari, <laughs> love safari. There it is. And then you have, like, Stanley Ipkiss go, like, wow, smoking. You yeah. got these tickets? Yeah, like, that might that would be something. Or, like, R- Richard Jenny invites him out. Like, no, no, come out. Have a cigarette with me. And then the young boss, which is a semi-adversary at the bank, maybe, like, shoves him and is like, no, smoking. Yeah, yeah, anything like that. Just because, like, where is the mask pulling these lines? Also, where is the mask getting the clothing change here? Well, I guess it's, I, well, the clothing change is it's just. It's all magic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. whatever you want it to be. And I guess it's informed by the Tex Avery cartoons. Now, I saw a bunch of those growing up, but I don't remember how often they used the term smoking, but it might have been in there. I don't know. I just remember the wolf howling at women. That was that's my Tex Avery experience. Richard Jenny is getting him like to we should go to a party, and he says, "P A R T Y because I gotta." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and okay, yes, the clothing is magic, fine, but the witty one-liners, I don't know. Especially if this, if the whole thing, as is explained to us in this movie, is like it brings out your innermost desires, your innermost personality, sure. whatever. Like well, it's yeah. cocaine. Not is a, what it is. is what it well, is. he's not. Yeah, he's no longer wearing the mask he wore to go to the office. Mm. The mask that he thought he needed to wear around women and whatever else. Now oh. it's just it's uncontrolled id. 
You're totally yeah. right, dude. And you talking about wearing masks to the office again makes me thankful you no longer work in an office. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't know how you don't. I mean, this the, the cartoons <laughs> always talk in one-liners, so it makes sense that like that's what since he is a living cartoon, is an obsessed with cartoons, as we've seen. Right. Like he puts him above his fuck bed and everything. But like I, I believe that. I, I see that as part of the whole thing. Also, um, if there's there's one sure thing that would happen if you turned if you any of you turned into the mask, all of you have animals in your home, your dog or cat would have a fucking heart attack. Like a full Absolute on heart attack. the yeah. heart would explode. Like dude, my dog fucking cowers when there's a fly in the room. <laughs> exactly. Like fucking actual storm clouds come into your house, lightning, you turn into a Tasmanian devil, spin around, and now are have an enormous fucking head. That dog is dead. D E E A D dead. I can't use a toaster oven in my house because my dog gets scared of the smell of smoke. Exactly. Well, stop burning your toast then. What's the matter with you? It's not it has nothing to do with the burnt toast, it's just the smell of burning. Oh, so he he won't be around the grill? No, like well, well, the grill is fine. It's the smell specifically of that because uh, we were in a fire together. Mm. Oh right, I yeah, forgot yeah, yeah. about right. that. Well, yes. that makes sense. Yeah. My okay. dog, my dog was never attacked by a pack of flies. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense that you were in the fire together. And for a second, I thought it was your dog was afraid it was having a stroke. It's like, oh, I smell <laughs> toast. <laughs> He's done all the reading. He's very up to all the all the uh, notifiers. Excellent. He knows all the warning signs. Yes. Um, so his first like bit of crime fighting, such as it is, I guess, as he goes out and there's all these like street toughs that are bothering him. And this is where he's pretending to be the carnival barker doing balloon animals. And we get the condom joke. Well, this is funny because <laughs> I, there is a deleted scene. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where it is, but where they mug him first. They mug Stanley Ipkiss. Oh, really? Earlier in the film. And that, okay. that makes, it makes sense because they're very specific. Like you should have seen them before kind of a thing. What, uh, That's true. When you say they, you're talking about Pantera, right? Who is roaming <laughs> yeah, the street, yeah. like, toughen up people. Fat dancing over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gives one of them an atomic wedgie, which is fun. That's fat dancing. But I do like the whole, like, he turns into, like, a carnival barker doing the the uh, balloon animals. One of the great things is, like, he does a little, like, well, you know, I'll make something for you, son. He keeps on calling them son. And he makes a little little poodle, and he blows it up and says dog was rabbit had to put it down <laughs> i was laughing i love the detail of like well, i was laughing too i love the detail of uh they're all like enchanted by him because they're all like looking at the balloon animals in awe like children would like yeah. wow look at it's kind of funny but like, why would anyone try to attack him after you see this fucking creature <laughs> that's the, that's i mean i guess that's the uh agreement that like the production made for this movie is like whenever the mask is in public and someone sees him for the first time, no one shits their pants in terror. Yes. There Everybody's was... like, look at that guy as if it's a real person. Right. Yeah. You just said it in Gotham it itself. But I think there's a bit of ma actual like quote unquote, like with, with a capital M magic that the mask gives to like exudes from his body wherein people like, kind of fall into it you know what i mean like later on the cuban pete bit it's like he's doing something to these he's enchanting these people i guess with the cuban pete bit but there is a fucking there's a glaring error with that whole thing because it's like if that's happening to everybody around them like why is peter regert and the other guy like totally fine with it you know it's not affecting them all of peter green's guys still want to kill him <laughs> 
like yeah all the I time would, i just i guess i just really wanted to see dancing peter rieger in that scene if i'm gonna be totally <laughs> well, honest you know, maybe it's like the jedi mind trick yes. like you gotta have a weak enough mind <laughs> <laughs> the mask is just getting things over on stupid people I, yeah, like bib fortuna but not jabba the hut right i do remember that the uh fat dancing is the third level <laughs> boss in the video game the super nes game wow there's a video game? <laughs> There's a video game, and the this guy, I'm pretty sure it's this guy, or it's just some fat gangster, um, and he's, like, burping and shooting at you at the same time. <laughs> oh, Lord. I think it, we rented it, and I just did not play that thing, because I was like, this fucking sucks. It's <laughs> so really many bad. of those tie-in games were terrible, man. I will never forget playing... There was an SNES Beavis and Butthead game, and it was a real dumb game and it was like what i just remember one of the levels was you were like running through the school and like something crazy had happened or whatever but like you couldn't get past it it was one of those games that like i'm confident they just built it only up to a point that you could never beat and then just suckered kids into buying it <laughs> it's like that teenage mutant ninja turtles game where you go underwater Oh, oh God, Jesus that Christ. first one? Oh, man, the yeah. blood pressure will rise when you play that. I feel like I'm starting to sweat just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, dude. A lot of frustrated uh, afternoons what? trying to play that Whoa, one. What's that? Is that, the, is that Doritos nacho cheese in my mouth? <laughs> the taste, I haven't eaten those in years. Yeah, some of this. I've been doing a lot of uh, SNES and NES, uh, like classic gaming on uh, on Switch, and boy, some of that shit takes you right back. Oh, it does. I gotta man. say, it does. It's crazy. Yeah. So he, you know, he he dispatches these people. Then this is when he sodomizes With the Tommy Gun. Yes, the balloon Tommy Gun. But right, they get right, away, right. so he doesn't kill them. Um, and see, sad. this is you guys are right, especially from like. What I've been told, I didn't get a chance to look on Comixology for any issues or anything, but what I've been explained this comic was, was sort of grittier and darker like that. And I would love to see these pigs' fucking chests explode what? right here. <laughs> there, this does borrow heavily from one uh, issue because the auto mechanics deaths are gruesome as hell in the comics. Oh, really? He's yeah. really fucking shoving the shit in with those poles? One of them, I think uh, the, the fat one, uh, gets like a bunch of screwdrivers and like crowbars in his head. I'll wow, take that over a fucking I, muffler yeah. up my ass. Sure. <laughs> that is a Hellraiser move, though, right there. Yeah, You're See? totally right. He The mask is Pinhead. Yeah, I mean, it's a deep ancient evil. There, There's bound to be similarities. That's true. This uh, is one of the also when he's doing the carnival barker thing, we get one of the most adult jokes, which is him taking a wet condom out of his yeah. pants and yeah. flinging it in the air. I guess the line wrong pocket was a <laughs> Jim Carrey improv, which I appreciate. But also, it's like, I, it's I mean, that's not where you put used condoms, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not, <laughs> not, not, well, not in my experience. Well, what do you, anyway. what do you maybe mean, Steve, huck him on the street. <laughs> No, just, I'm not fucking in the street like a dog. Maybe he fucked in the street like a dog, and he's he's put it in his pocket, wait, waiting till he sees a you know a receptacle. Just you know, this uh, reminds me of just the other day. As a matter of fact, I was strolling through my beautiful neighborhood here in New York City. Uh, you know, hot summer morning, walking the dog and whatnot, and it was like a Sunday, so you know, after the Saturday night weekend shenanigans, and I looked down. And on the sidewalk, just cooking in the morning sun, are two condoms. Whoa. <laughs> one fucking ketchup red and the other one mustard yellow. And I was like, what are we doing, everybody? That, that's a low count for a Sunday. 
I just thought it was kind of funny that it was two condoms. I mean, they were seriously like six inches apart. So I don't know if one was like, oh, it's defective. Let me try the other one. By the way, I am fucking in the street. I think for penises, that counts as social distancing. (laughs) Six inches apart. And your penis was wearing a mask, which is good. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to mask up. Uh, So, yeah. So the mechanics are assaulted here. We don't see what happens until the aftermath scene. And this is where we're introduced to the great Peter Riegert as Lieutenant Calloway. And then there's other guy who's a very funny uh, part Do- of this movie. I think Doyle. you mean Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about Doyle, Steve? No, that's it. Just Doyle. Oh, I see. Yes. Peter Riegert yelling Doyle like that yeah. uh, throughout the movie. I love the repartee between the two of them. I think it's fucking hilarious. And like, as far as like, you know, you can't, you know, obviously Jim Carrey is the funniest part of this movie, but like. You can't compare that to anything else. So, like, right below that is the two of them being the funniest non-Jim Carrey. Well, part that's of this kind of movie. the thing. Is like Riegert is gets it. It's like okay, I could, and he's like doing, and he is like, you know, he's being funny, but he's not trying to upstage Carrey in terms of like being loud and funny. He's like, no. oh, I'll just be a sarcastic, whatever. Yep. I just kind of feel, and you got Richard Jenny floating around. I think you need more comedic tropes in terms and also Cameron Diaz not in this movie but isn't a terrific comedic actress you kind of want like a comedic villain I think you just need somebody with a little more pep in his step I think you're totally right and as much as you know we've said repeatedly on this show that Peter Green is a great actor which he totally is it's just like why is this dude so dark and dirty and that like just it's got to be a cartoon character Exactly. Just like everything else but, to sort right. of balance like a mustache that out. Twirling. It should be like uh, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait is the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, if Bobcat was in this movie as the bad guy, that would be awesome. Either as Dorian or Nico. Like, you have to actually, you have to both, because they're both too serious for it. Nico that's, is also way too serious. The, that's the other problem, Chris, because the guy who plays Nico, who's like the head of the crime syndicate, is this actor, Orestes Matasena, who is just this Cuban actor. He's He's still around. Um, you know, pops up and stuff. He was he was accredited as Spanish dignitary in previous episode Wild Wild West. By the Ooh, way, nice. Oh dear. But it's just such a nothing character. It's not built up in any way, you know. And at least in like, so if you're making the Batman comparison, like you remember Jack Palance in that movie. Yes, Jack yeah. Palance is the right level of cartoonishly villainous. I mean, in the movie. you're right because like, imagine Jack Palance and trying to to hit a golf golf ball off of this dude's face it would have been way more interesting than what we do get because it is trying to play it a little too real you're right that yeah he does uh grab his grab uh peter green and puts a fucking tea in his mouth and tries to hit hit golf balls off of him and you know the thing that's crazy is just speaking of mr palance by the way this movie comes out in 1994 you know what else comes out in 1994 a total stay tuned city slickers to the legend of curly's gold (laughs) That's yep. what Jack Palance was doing the year this movie came out, man. Well, you've got this guy named Nico. I need him to be eating like a, 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 like a feta and tomato salad. <laughs> like something a little bit like there's no personality here. Like give me something here. And actually call him Nico the Greek, by the way. Yes, that would be nice. <laughs> give him something. Uh, so Regert, uh, Regert, uh, such as he is, Lieutenant Calloway goes... Uh, He's taken the case right here, uh, also with the landlady is the idea. Um, 
this is actually so that you you don't get the aftermath of mechanics right away. I'm reading my notes out of order. Riegert goes to the building where Ipkiss lives, and he's assigned to the disturbance that happened. And this is uh, Peter Riegert telling Jim Carrey, those pajamas are impossible, but the crime outside actually happened. It's pretty good. It's a pretty... It's such a good line. Pretty good slam. Um, And, you know, Jim Carrey realizes, oh, no, I was the mask or something. So he has to, like, try not to be the mask. He goes back to work. He yells at his... This is when he yells at his boss. No, no. no. Yeah, well, the boss yells at him, like, gotcha. you're 40 minutes late, Ipkiss. Whoa, right, right, That's right. the same as stealing. <laughs> I mean, after what had just happened to me, I'm not going into work. Yeah, I'm picking it's, it's a, a, sick a, a sick day. It's a sick mm-hmm. day, I think. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. no, you got to keep up appearances. What's the, the mask hangover gonna... like? Oh man, <laughs> it apparently is something because every time he wakes up the next morning, he for a few minutes doesn't remember what the hell he was doing the night before. He's always rubbing his forehead as if he's hungover. I think you're right, Steve. It's a real banger I, of a hangover I, every time you do this. I need him drinking like a ball jar full of water, taking <laughs> a pitch black shit, uh, <laughs> eating greasy food. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, I think you're right, though. And I was thinking about this, too. Like, the mask masks around. Like, does the mask go like, ooh, somebody's hungry. And then he, like, goes to a diner and goes fucking ape shit. Dude, that would actually be great if after one of these crazy adventures, he says, ooh, somebody's hungry. And it just cuts. And it's like the Nighthawks painting. And it's just the mask quietly eating a bowl of soup at a counter all alone. I'd fucking love. That's a good joke. That's a good yeah. visual joke for the somebody's mask. lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. It would be kind of great, but yeah, you're totally right. Like, because we never see the come down from those evenings. We see him take off the mask various times later in the movie, which is horrifying. But these times of like, I'm out on the town, and then I wake up the next morning, like, what happened? You just yes. you ate a fucking neutron bomb last night. <laughs> you don't think that's coming out the other well, end somehow? Towards the end of the movie, he does, and it's just like you're at best, you're 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 shooting out like the metal from the alarm clock that was the timer, <laughs> like. It's yep. going to be a mess. You have to put the mask on to pass that load. That's yeah. a great point. You're totally right, dude. You feel it coming on. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but then, oh, it would be tragic, though, if the fucking sun was still up because the mask only works when night has fallen. That's... So he's like, he's trying to sweat out the clock, just like, oh, man, I got to wait till sun goes down for this yeah, one. Stanley Ipkiss is popping a modium AD. <laughs> I feel like the mask shits out the big bullets from Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God, the bullet fills. Um, he goes to work. Uh, this is when Amy Asbeck really makes her appearance. She was at the crime scene where the with the, the auto mechanics, and oh, then right. she like is on the case. She's like, oh, Oh, your car was there. You're Stanley Ipkiss. And it, we, we we come to find out that he wrote some impassioned screed called Nice Guys Finish Last, which is very terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yes. yeah, because Amy Yazbeck's character is Peggy Brandt, and she writes a Dear Peggy advice column. She has a great line here because he's like, oh, you're Dear Peggy. What are you doing, like, you know, doing this crime story? And she goes, Dear Peggy pays dick. Which was great. There is also a re- one of the harder laughs I had at just a regularly delivered Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey line is when he goes in and he goes into the into work the next morning, and Richard Jenny's like, "Oh, Stan, what happened to you last night? Me and the girls were, you know, looking all over the club or whatever it was." And he goes, 
did you happen to look outside in the gutter? <laughs> it's just that Jim Carrey delivery, man, that just totally slayed me this time around. But I just feel like anyone who lives by the creed or d- uses the expression nice guys finish last is somebody you want to steer clear of. It's just all I want to say. It's just- well, because it's in, it's like an incel thing, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Big time. This is, you know, you've got a uh, a, a single picture of uh, Tom Waits on your wall. Just- <laughs> you know what, guys? <laughs> you just, Steve, no, were mean- you waiting for the campus poster guy to come around to the apartment? <laughs> Sell Steve, you some movie posters, Steve. Tell me, yes or no? Was there a figurine in that bedroom? <laughs> there's maybe one or two. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with no, it. No, there's nothing, nothing wrong. wrong with it. You know what? Yeah. There's also nope, nothing totally wrong nothing. with uh, drinking diet Pepsi out of a, a Chinese wonton container full of soup. Just just Ooh. like some people, I might know. <laughs> that's me. I, that was me. That was what I did. That's that is uh, that's not good. Chris, <laughs> it was Chris, delicious. Chris, that sucks, dude. <laughs> No ice either. That was just warm. Oh, yeah. oh diet. God, just warm Diet Coke that tastes like soup. And did an older boy bet you to do this? No, no, no. This is all my brainchild. Oh. An older boy. <laughs> so this is where, uh, we mentioned it briefly already, but this is where Dorian has to go to Nico uh, to, I guess, you know, explain himself about what went down because uh, these... I love these two scumbag bodyguards that come in right here uh, that like take Nico in or uh, take uh, Dorian in to see him. Yeah. At the mullets on these two dudes. <laughs> it is spectacular. They, they look wet too. They're like wet yep. mullets. I, I think there's some like gel or like some mousse in their but, hair. But what should we call it? Um, Dorian's number two is the dude with the shaved head, but it's got a big ponytail anyway. Yes. That dude's awesome. That guy's been in a bunch of stuff. With that hair. Yeah. Cliffhanger's the big one with him. Oh, is he in Cliffhanger? Yeah, Does the, he have this haircut, though? He's one of the John Lithgow uh, gang, I think. Oh, love it. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, this is... I've always been freaked out by this, you know, putting the golf tee in his mouth thing. And honestly, I don't golf, but I've been to, like, driving ranges before. Anytime I'm setting up, like, at a driving range or even... Well, like, putt-putt, you don't use a tee. I think about this thing from this movie an awful lot of times. <laughs> Uh, listen. Really? Yeah. Listen. Because it was so like viscerally like, oh my god, this guy could get hit in the face full swing with a golf club. Like that's some fucking serious Goodfellas type stuff, you know. Listen, Dorian, you're screwing up our stuff deal. Uh, <laughs> all of our stuff is screwed up because of the club. All the crimes <laughs> that we need to get to. You know what, dude? You're fired from crime. That's it. You're fired from crime. <laughs> Uh, uh, and he's he's given him a week. To, Nico gives Dorian a week to get out of town. This is, is the why idea. the Italian mafia has it right. If someone's fucking up, you just kill them and you yes. pretend that you're their friend. You don't give anybody yep. a heads up. Get out of town. Come on. No way, dude. I have. I'm having this guy that's here right now is going to take you downstairs to that car that's right there. Mm-hmm. And you're going for a drive. Exactly. Otherwise, you're giving the weak head start to fuck you over. <laughs> Which, Which is, is what happens. Uh, <laughs> the next night, yeah, it's 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 the second maskening, uh, unless we want to mention anything else. This is the, the bank robbery scene. Yeah, so he decides, like, he wants to go out for, like, a night on the town, but right. then he realizes, like, he doesn't have any money. You ain't anyone until you have money. That's the whole thing. That's right, dude. You ain't shit until you yeah. got some fat stacks in your pocket. There's one, so there's one thing I should bring up about his home life after uh, the Rieger stops by. 
He has uh, the regert. The regert comes by. Um, <laughs> there is a newspaper clipping of Cameron yes. Diaz. Oh, you that- you can't start doing that, buddy. That's <laughs> that's a slippery slope you're talking about. You're starting to clip out all kinds of things after that. You cannot. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Unless it is something where like your child or like a niece or nephew or something like that achieved some athletic something or got profiled in the local gazette, whatever the fuck, you just, as a great rule of thumb as a grown adult, Mm. should not be clipping stories out of newspapers. I got an an amendment on that. Okay. Um, Do it after you kill them. (laughs) Don't do it before you kill them. If you want a trophy or whatever. Trophy clippings are a completely different world of clippings. You're right. Kidnap letters, it's better for magazines, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and you want to fasten some of their hair to the clipping just to sort of make it come to life a little bit, for sure. Thank you, Steve, because then you could feel the hair and then you could finally shoot again because you're you're reenacting the crime scene in your head. But yeah, Chris, it's it's on his mirror, and it is on a lonely mm. wall too. It's it's a very, yep, not great. Met her yesterday, buddy. Met her <laughs> um, yesterday. When you uh, <laughs> when we have the scene of him like deciding to go out for night two, there's a bit of a continuity error here because after the first night of craziness. He's like, wow, that's the end of that. And he throws the mask out the window and leaves Mm -hmm. for work. And the mask sort of, you see it boomerang and it goes back and lands on his pillow. And then this scene starts with, he's having like a sexy dream about Cameron Diaz. This is her licking his ear because it's the dog waking him up. And then it's like, a, oh, no, the mask is here. But the mask at that point is placed like on the couch across the room. Yeah. Well, like, there's two options here. Either yeah. the place is haunted or the dog did it. Yeah. You got, yeah. The, you got yourself a dog. And yeah, I mean, the mask thing, it's, it's a haunted object. You know, it boomerangs. It wants to be worn, you know. Of course it does. But then why would it remove itself from his pillow? It's <laughs> a good point. You know what I mean? Also, creepy fucking thing here. I don't know what's going on with this lonely Stanley Ipkiss, uh, but when he wakes up from that dream and he's like, let's go put the mask on, there's, did you catch this on the nightstand, what he's got there? An open, open jar of peanut butter. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I saw that this was li- listed in a, uh, on IMDb as a trivia because that's what they put in Jim Carrey's ear to make the dog lick it. So it was a thing where oh, they just left that's it a, there. That's a production error, I think. <laughs> what a goof what a goof uh that's kind of funny though because uh, i noticed it and i was like what is he doing with that which is also butter? disrespectful for a dog actor of max's caliber you, you, talk, you have to explain the scene mm-hmm. to him he'll do it he just needs to understand it I'm, you don't need to cheat with this guy i'm gonna walk charles <laughs> if you keep doing this with the peanut butter i'm gonna fucking walk uh i'm gonna be need to you got you gotta take me for a walk I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, woof, woof. <laughs> Peanut um, butter, that's like cute cards, okay? Like, I don't need that shit. I just need to be in the scene. Just tell me what you want me to lick. <laughs> what is my dog motivation? <laughs> Specifically dog motivation. That's it. I'm calling my agent, who is a possum. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Um, the, uh, meanwhile, Reggie, Kathy, and the gang are oh. trying to... Uh, yeah. Which I love. Reggie, Kathy, in the earlier scene, is like, oh, you don't have to worry. The doctor is in. And then, like, he's yeah. on the phone with Peter Green. And he's like, you all set, man? He's like, oh, yes, the doctor is in. And it's like, the doctor just means he has guns. Like, it's not like he's not super surgical in how he's going to rob <laughs> this bank. 
Well, we never see, to be fair to, I think his name is Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, we don't actually see what his plan was going to be. You are right that they are <laughs> approaching a closed bank with guns drawn. <laughs> It looked but the like, line in the van is fucking great, though. And it's another thing I just say to myself out of nowhere constantly is the doctor is about to operate. <laughs> <laughs> operate under these terms. Looks like he was just going to blow up the front of the building. Yeah. <laughs> is that when, is that when uh, Seamless comes to your door? You're like, ooh, the doctor <laughs> is about to operate. It's me. It's way too much Mexican food for one person. <laughs> I just crack open a bottle of Haritos and say that line. And you pretend that there's other people in the room. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, those are those embarrassing uh, orders where it's like, it's just me. It's a bunch of food and it's two separate rolls of silverware. Thanks a lot. I got I got the worst one today. I was at the beer store, the liquor store. I am going to see some people tomorrow, uh, my family, so I bought a little more than usual. But the guy did ask me, ah, you're having a party? <laughs> oh, like, man. Like, no, I got that one for, time. This is just for the week, dude. I don't need people being friendly with me. No, period. And here's the thing, liquor store proprietors and any seller of alcohol don't make this presumption i think i talked about this one time like within the last year or so on the air i was at a liquor store and i was buying just two bottles of wine and the person was like oh dinner party and i was like "Fuck." <laughs> exactly no this is this is this is sleeping pills pal back off yeah i was like this is for me and my wife for tonight and i will see you tomorrow thank you very much Exactly. Uh, so the, the speaking of blowing up the building, the mask explodes in a tornado at the front door and he's got like two huge bags of money. And he's, you know, he, I love the thing if he snatches a couple of the bills up that are like floating in the air or whatever. And they Reggie, Kathy, the doctor is like, oh, shit, cops. And they just start opening fire <laughs> on police. It's like immediately. Yep. <laughs> it's like, guys, how about you just like you didn't rob Run the bank. Away. Just put your guns away and you're good. <laughs> It's Jesus. so ridiculous. But yeah, so they, they fire wildly. The mask goes to the Coco Bongo. Uh, it, it's a great moment where he just throws all this money in the air and you see everyone waiting online to get into the club, like freak out and try to grab it. It is a very Joker thing again yes. right here, yeah. which yes. is pretty cool. I mean, the, the incel angle too, like a lot of this could line up and the fact that he finds crime funny, etc. Exactly. I'll tell you this, uh, most definitely, The Mask, 1994, much better than Joker 2019. Agreed. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a photo finish. They they both have uh, their ding their peaks and valleys, but neither a of them has a photo <laughs> finish, really? I think Jim Carrey should have won the Oscar. <laughs> anyway. But um so he goes to the club and you know, this is the the pretty famous he is acting like the Tex Avery Wolf. Uh, it Steve, is Steve. I want to point something out right here. Steve Sadek's Twitter, if you guys don't know, mm -hmm. is a great resource for many reasons. Disagree. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I have to. Well, you know what, Eric? I also like your Twitter feed too. So how about that? Uh, agree. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought you were going to say, uh, Zapruder. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's because, Steve, you fucking pointed out the freeze frame <laughs> of when he is losing the wolf face and it's going back into Jim Carrey. And there's a moment where, like, it's, he is a green werewolf. <laughs> it's really like, creepy. He's, there's a, like a couple of frames and you captured it perfectly where he's like 
animated to look like a green, like orc wolf creature okay, thing. I, I, br- I just brought it up. I see it now, so I, I take it back. This is the, one of the <laughs> finest resources. Um, you know, his ears are long. I didn't notice yeah. that. When, when Steve tweeted this the other night, I was like, okay, it's a picture of Jim Carrey in the mask. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. <laughs> well, Eric, it's skin, seriously Eric bone chilling. It looks like it looks like Yoda wearing a fucking yellow suit. <laughs> yeah. but the arm is like woven too. I didn't notice that at all. So Stop when I was me, somebody. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Smoking, I, was, I am. When I was scrolling through smoking, I, I was. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't notice it was any different. I was like, what is this? I do think Yoda is a character that put the mask on and never took it off kind of a thing. Oh, and that's yep. what happens, dude, when you just leave it on for that long. <laughs> it that's why his species is unknown. <laughs> do you think Yoda was just originally like a rabbit that accidentally put that mask on? <laughs> yes, I do. Murdered everybody on its planet and then but grew wise over the years, tamed the beast. Yeah. So well, because he was all alone, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why you live 600 years because you're the mask. You're good to go. Oh. So the mask uh, finally gets into the Coco Bongo, sees... Uh, Cameron Diaz perform and then gives the entire band five o'clock shadows. Uh, <laughs> I guess this to, is the match. Yes. This is magic. He's he's using magic on the world around him. He uh-huh. also transforms their suits into a uh, darker. I guess. Yes, I guess. <laughs> and this is you know uh, your Hey Pachuco song, which is a good one by the Royal Crown Review. Woo! I but do- this was the the song that and this whole number where I was like this fucking movie sparked like. You know, I think what happened was in like 1996 or something, the guy who's like the singer for the Cherry Pop and Daddies was like, you know what? This whole like ska punk thing just is not really working out. Let me just go home for the night. I'll put on a movie, just kind of clear my head, (laughs) see what I can do. And when he went home, he put on the mask and this scene hit and he was like, say. (laughs) It is. It is great. I, I also think that, um, Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz, when they're not turned into physical uh, CGI cartoons, are doing a good dance number here. It's it's a it's yeah, a fun. It is, and she again, she's a, she's a fun physical performer, and she like gets it. I think uh, a lot. One thing, if you're the, the the necessity of safe houses and crime is really important. Absolutely, yeah, you so cannot. None of people speak on this matter. Mm-hmm. You can't just. <laughs> They show up. They 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 run to the cops. Everything goes tits up. They don't get any money. They all get shot to shit, and they bring this dude back to Peter Green's club. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is like going to uh, 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 Lawrence Tierney's house at, uh, at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs. He's like <laughs> out there grilling. They bring fucking Mister Orange. It's like, I mean, no. <laughs> this might be because Nico cut off all resources to Dorian at this point. Got it. But but still, like most crime associates would be like, we don't want to be photographed together. He Peter Green wants to be photographed with Reggie Cathy all the time, it seems like. <laughs> well, they are best friends, best friends, dude. Best buddies. All right, uh, all right. I can't believe you brought him here. All right, who wants a dog and who wants a burger? I can't believe I'm hosting a cookout for these scumbags. <laughs> these oh, and by the way, none of you actually stole or any of the things I asked you to Oh, this, this is perfect. This is a Mr. Pink inside this cook of this steak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a reservoir dog with extra mustard. No, should it be extra ketchup, dude? That's for Tim Roth's character. Oh, that's true. Fucking yeah. blood all over the place. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, Michael Madsen. I don't remember which character you plays, <laughs> but uh, yeah, here's a ear taco for you. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, you had a kibasa, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. It's just, you do not bring fucking bleeding people to places of business. It's absolutely not. You call him from a hotel or something. And this is, you know, Reggie Cathy's not doing well right here. He's like, someone got there before us. Uh, does he say it was that mask? No, the other guy yes. points it out because yeah. the mask is on the dance floor at the time. But Reggie Cathy's like clearly about to check out right here. And Peter Green puts a cigarette in his mouth. And Steve, I'll, I'll throw it to you because you called this oh, out. No, this, is, this is Chris's baby. This is Chris. oh, what? oh, Chris Cavan, go ahead. So he throws a cigarette in his mouth, <laughs> lights it, and says, Suck on that. <laughs> That's <laughs> the last words this dude hears before he dies. Yeah. What are you, fucking uh, Judd Nelson's dad in fucking Breakfast Club? <laughs> Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> it's so hilarious because he's like taking his last breaths and he's like, suck on that. <laughs> the dude just dies. That, oh, it's great. That's how you go into the fucking the, the nether world. It's just fucking hearing suck on that. Suck on that. <laughs> suck on that. <laughs> You're focusing on the sucking. I mean, it's like one last cigarette. Yeah. You know. But you want to be able to. You want to be able to breathe one in at least. (laughs) I would think. Well, that's why you have to suck it. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, "Who did this?" And this other dude, who I, uh, this other guy is from something. I think he's just. I mean, he's from the mask. Like he is. He gets a lot of play (laughs) in this movie. And he is. I mean, as for like henchman number two, like this guy gets a lot of play. Are you talking about the big bald guy? No, the guy with the, the long blonde hair right here that's, who spots the mask. That's Cliffhanger. Oh, oh that guy? That's okay. Cliffhanger guy. The bald... So then who's the bald guy with the like little he, ponytail at the back of his he's head? He's the is head anybody? cutter from Escape from L.A. Oh, is that right? Yes. I saw some Tribune trivia, or maybe it was Wacapedia, that uh, the dude with the blonde hair in this scene was almost Chris Elliott. Oh, Oh, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. What, like at birth? But his dad pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. exactly. There you go. There you go, Chris. That's what the fucking IMDb trivia said. Uh, so Dorian like clears out the club by firing guns wildly, and they're like trying to go after the mask right here. And then this is like, this is my most hated part of this movie is when they fire on the mask and he's doing yeah. the multiple impressions whilst dying, uh, which then gets turned into this prolonged Oscars joke. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. Um, really? I like the whole Western, like, mm. you got me, partner. And, and if then, that like, was just in his arms. And- if that was like the one dude, fine. Yeah. But there's a bunch. This is after also he's done the one of the most terrifying iterations of the mask, in my opinion, is Elvis mask. Oh, right. When, yeah. when he's like yeah. he's dodging all the bullets and everything and he turns into Elvis at one point and just the way they have <laughs> craggly faced old Elvis, but he's got the green mask on. It's bone chilling. It's Robin Williams syndrome. Just go, Jim. Just fucking do it. Exactly. Want to do a Russian dance? Fucking do it. He's going to do 10 (laughs) and you got to use them all kind of a thing. Yep, the contractual obligation of, like, you got to use whatever I give you. I, I have to ask, how often are these guys clearing out this club with guns? Like, they're just, like, firing into the air to be like, get out of here, get out of here. Like, is this happening every night? That's a great question. And on top of that, it's got to be, Nico's got to be pissed. This is Nico's club. He's got to be pissed off about this whole thing. Because, honestly, 
The, the, one of the most unbelievable parts about a movie where a guy puts on a wooden mask and turns into a rubbery cartoon character is that after this fucking, we're going to go around shooting to get people out of this club. The next week, the Coco Bongo is packed to the brim yes. again. No way. This club is out of, oh, there was a shooting there? It's at least six months. Mm-hmm. Club Death well, Wish. You know what? There's like, it's the intrigue now, the element of danger. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a, a sexy night out is only sexier if there's a threat of death. And also, ah. to be fair, it's the only nightclub in town. Guys, guys, did, that's true. Did attendance true. at the Viper Room spike after River <laughs> Phoenix fucking passed? I mean, probably yes. a little bit. I bet you. That's really disturbing. Uh, so this, so the, everything clears out. Peter Rieger comes in with the cops right here, uh, finds a piece of uh, uh, Ipkiss's abhorrent sailor, little sailor boy fucking pajamas that he's got. It looks like a shirt Kramer would buy at Rudy's, by the way. It does. Uh, so that all happens. This is the next morning. This is where he threatens the boss, and he's like, oh, I'm sure the IRS would love to know that you're using daddy's bank as your own personal piggy bank. You'll do a, You'll have a nice vacation at Club Fed. There, we were talking, we've talked a bunch, and on our Animation Damnation episode, we talk about it a bit, too, about kids in your school that did the mask jokes. Right. <laughs> right. We should mention that the Animation Damnation in question is this month's, which is on the mask cartoon. <laughs> Ugh. Which is much worse than this movie. Much, much yeah. worse. Patreon.com slash we hate movies. My the, the mask kid in my school went so far, he would scream out, I hope your daddy enjoys being a club fed at no. all hours. He's using Ipkiss lines. He's going down to Club Fed, man. Like, you know, smoking sure. Somebody stop me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um uh uh P-A-R-T-Y you know. because I got it. Sure. That was a hot one. Absolutely. But we're doing Club Fed. Like I was like, dude, you gotta stop. You gotta You can't you can't say things that he says when he's Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> Can that's what, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, you knew it was trouble when he started doing the Dorian mask lines. <laughs> oh, super fan. Or he's like, oh, I got those concert tickets you wanted. Like, oh, what? Geez. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, really? I, I didn't ask for those. Like, oh, it's from the movie. I see. <laughs> got it. Okay. All right. So then this is one of the funniest things. This is very much a Batman thing. Uh, Richard Jenny's like, oh, hey, Stan, I have two tickets to the charity ball at the Coco Bongo charity ball. This is straight out of Batman. Yes, it is. I mean, it it just, you know, it should have taken place at a museum. You know what I mean? Like the relic. Is there a charity ball in the relic? Yeah, that's what's happening at the end. When when the the, uh, uh, monster attacks. When the relic attacks. You know what's a relic now? The relic. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that's prime is, tier Tom Sizemore my friend this is when he realized he doesn't want to be the mask anymore he goes to see Ben Stein and like it's just a bad scene it's a very bad scene between him and like and that's the thing, my ben book S- was a metaphor there's no actual mask <laughs> exactly his fucking office is full of masks and then a lot of mis- mixed messages out of Ben Stein's office. And this is what we find out. You can only use it at night. And the guy, and he's like, well, I'm supposed to see Tina tonight. Should I see her as me or the mask? And it's like Ben Stein being like, will it get me? Out, will it get you out of my office if I answer you? And it's like, this is a line that a real comedian should deliver, not some fucking Richard Nixon fucking hack. Yeah, it's totally awful. This is also where he is analyzing it. And I hadn't remembered this part of it at all uh way back when we did our episode on son of the mask 
which features fucking Alan Cumming playing Loki. Oof. But I remembered none of the Loki shit from this movie. And I think I may have incorrectly like stated on that Son of the Mask episode that like the Loki stuff wasn't mentioned in this movie. Obviously, I'm wrong. That's what this entire scene was about. He's like, it's the Norse god of mischief. <laughs> Fourth or fifth century Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the funny thing that you do get out of this scene is Jim Carrey being like, okay, here, Ben Stein, I'm going to show you what happens when you put this mask on. Get ready because your fucking pants are going to drop, dude. This is some wild shit. <laughs> And when he puts it on and it doesn't work and he's screaming, there's one part, I swear to God, he's doing a Leatherface impression. I thought this was funny. I thought <laughs> this whole so this, this segment of funny. him putting this mask on and just pretending it works. Yeah. Oh, man. I really love it. Um, so he, he decides to just go meet Cameron Diaz's character uh, at this park, um, you know, not wearing the mask, but doing the like, oh, I'll introduce you to the mask right now kind of you know, he's yes. right behind this yeah. bush kind of it's, a thing it's peter parker talking about his best friend spider-man yes exactly yeah, and exactly. very uh, clark kent superman as well like oh he's right over there he tells as stanley ipkiss he tells uh cameron diaz that he was college buddies with the mask <laughs> and is like doing a real like oh i taught him everything he knows like i taught him how to dance and whatever uh, the mask comes out playing a Frenchman here well, because he's a fucking loser with the cartoons. He has to do a fucking Pepe Le Pew thing. Yeah, but this is—I mean, this is some real adult shit, though. He's like, "Oh, I will show you my croissant. I will spread your pate," and you're just like, "Wow." I mean, I wouldn't call that adult, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm going to spread your pate. Well, because the question's not going to be what's a penis, what's a vagina. It's going to be what is pate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, these are these are some adult jokes, my friends. Uh, you don't need to say the actual body parts to understand the references. No, for sure. I mean, but it's 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 immature is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, right, and I don't yeah. think the kids are like, oh, that's a sex thing. I think they're just like, oh, that's funny words that the funny man is saying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we meet, uh, we see again just a little bit of Amy, Amy Asbeck like working at the newspaper here with this other reporter, Murray. And this guy was... Uh, the best friend's dad on Boy Meets World. If yes. you remember that guy, yeah, yeah, uh, they, Sean's they killed, dad. Yes, Sean's dad. They kill him off with a heart attack at one point. It was Ooh. fucking devastating. Never saw it. Oh, you're a fan. oh, any of Boy Meets World? No, I never. Yeah, never tuned in. It's fine. You're not really missing anything. You're missing the the lesser savage going to work on that show. <laughs> but um, she winds up. She got a hot tip that the mask is in the park, so she wants to go get him. Right. Uh, and she goes out, and this is when, like, he's doing a lot of people abuse stuff, but it's very, it's a bit like it's aggressive. And like, Cameron Diaz plays it right. She's like grossed out by the mask at this point. It's the only time in the movie where anyone has a fucking realistic reaction to the mask. She's like, oh, this is disgusting. Yes. <laughs> and is kind of freaking out and everything. And then uh, this is where Peter Riegert comes in. He's busted right here. And the mask does some masking with with Riegert and, and uh, is Doyle. This, is this the like freeze and then he turns into ice? Yeah, he did. Yeah, we do the freeze. There's the fucking hilarious. Okay, unfreeze. Yeah, a little bit about doing... what did I tell you? You know, he froze. He turned into ice, <laughs> and he was unmasked. Very unfairly, by the way. <laughs> They're doing the gag where like he's 
like Riegert gets him handcuffed and then like he's having the like patrol cops take stuff out of his pockets and it's like you know a rubber chicken here's a bazooka nothing but knives and lint <laughs> and he goes yeah and he goes uh, the fucking funniest thing is a picture of Callaway's wife and it's this <laughs> woman it's a picture of a woman like sexily posing and it's like call me sometime lover or something like that Oh, another funny joke. Mainly made funnier or as funny as it is because of Peter Riegert's reaction to yes. it. Margaret, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so the mask, you know, takes care of these dudes. I think he, he handcuffs the two of them together and then he leaves the park. And this is the big Cuban Pete number. Now, the Cuban Pete thing is taking place out in the in the city street, and there's like a movie theater right here. Did anybody catch the poster? Is it Surf no. Ninjas? Yes, I think it is Surf I'm Ninjas. I'm pretty sure it's Surf Ninjas. Okay, I thought I was looking at it and I was like, is that the Surf Ninjas poster? All right, excellent. Excellent that Surf Ninjas has presence in this mm -hmm. movie. <laughs> it got distribution in Edge City. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it opened. That's where the premiere was. Um, so but yeah, the, the Cuban, Cuban Pete, Pete number, yeah. yeah. The Cuban Pete number, it's kind of fun. It's definitely fun. It's fucking great. There's a lot of awesome choreography here, yeah. and Jim Carrey is in the choreography himself. And this was the scene where I, rewatching it just now, I was really like, you know what? Despite what anyone may think of this movie, this is a hell of a performance. It's fun. like, he just had to have been exhausted the entire time. He is giving it his, his all, and it, and, it, it, and it makes for, like, a real charming movie, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. I mean, he's going all out with these dance. Like, anything that anyone is doing physically in this movie, Jim Carrey is topping them at least tenfold. Yes. It's wild. And, like, in no greater example, I think, than in this Cuban Pete number where he is just fucking going to town. He's dancing on the cop car. You know, he's dancing. He grabs the one cop, uh, you know, and he's dancing with her because she's like magically singing along to the uh, the Cuban Pete song and everything. It's just a spectacular scene in this movie. I have to say when he does, because he, he does the Cuban Pete thing and they uh, handcuff uh, Doyle and uh, this is where the Doyle happens. Yes. <laughs> uh, and when he takes off the mask, I was really like, it's unsettling in a really good way, I think. Like, it really looks yeah. correct. It's like some body horror shit, dude. His, like, nose and eyelids are sticking to it. It's a lot of effects, and it does, but it doesn't look bad. Like, it, it's an effects-heavy no. shot, and it really, they did it really well, I think. And this is, I think this movie's effects benefit from the fact that it's really okay and all the better uh, the more cartoony they look. Yeah, yeah exactly, because you're portraying a cartoon, and it's easier to make a cartoon look like a cartoon than a cartoon to look like, I don't know, Peter Cushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone stop me. <laughs> <laughs> the Tarkin mask, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be fucking great. You don't know. You knew. <laughs> uh so you know, he takes the mask off it's bone chilling the cops are right there but he gets picked up by peggy uh amy yazbeck and she drives him away there's a totally pointless uh uh adr right here where she just yells seatbelts for no reason yep. that's not funny it's, a, it's just a, this whole thing like kind of comes to nothing she goes she disappears after this scene Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. know why she disappears after this scene? No, I think they fucking I do. killed her. Probably. <laughs> yep. Yeah. In the deleted scenes, she gets murdered in this scene. Dorian, oh. as the mask, throws her into 
the newspaper printing machine and she what? gets ground up. Mm-hmm. That, we need these deleted scenes of this movie. And what's funny, he says like like, oh yeah, you'll you know, you you'll finally make the front page or whatever. And then it, it, it segues into uh, funny enough, an image of her falling into the thing, and it says like re- reporter mysteriously murdered or whatever. Whoa! It, yeah. So even Uber Dorian has a sense of humor. That's yeah. cool. It, and they cut it because they expected like, oh, this would be a good character to bring back in the sequel. Ugh! What the crooked reporter? Who yeah. cares? Yeah, I, let I, her die. I, I would think they would cut it just again for the kid element. Like that's a little too dark, kind of yeah. thing to murder right. her. You know, but uh, you know, and I, I get it. I, you know. Obviously, it's all about financials and box office. I just wish we lived in a society where not everything had to be for shit-eating children. <laughs> because what you're telling me of all of these deleted scenes are making up for a more interesting movie. I think this movie's totally fine, but if you keep that in instead of just allowing this character to vanish from the film... That's better. I will, That's a, it makes more sense. I will say that one of the biggest selling points is the runtime for this one. Mm, this yeah, this movie yeah. moves like real minutes. quick. Yeah. So she fucking you know she's in it because Dorian. There's some throwaway scene where he's like fifty thousand dollars to whoever you know brings me the mask or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, Stanley, but you know how hard it is to get an apartment in this city." Or so she's like, "I needed this for condo money." I mean, it makes right. sense, right? We were just complaining. You could never live alone. That's true. That's true. Amy Yazbek wants to live alone. Too bad she is murdered off screen, which we definitely should have seen. Oh, she'll live she'll live alone in hell. <laughs> uh yes, I'm new to hell. I'm wondering if I'd be able to get a single. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a studio? Oh. I'm a big wings fan. <laughs> right this way. Oh, you'll have to share a room with Steven Weber. Because I always wanted you two to get together. <laughs> Yeah, this is how I came from a single white female. How you doing there, Amy? <laughs> is he murdered? In oh, that he movie? gets it in that yeah. movie, dude. Ah, oh. oh, it's been a, it's been a real long time since I've seen it. So Dorian gets the mask, he puts it on, and as Steve, credit to you, he becomes super shredder. It's stupid. It, it, it this thing is like, you have to have faith in the guy doing it. If it's like, yep. if you hire Peter Green, I want to see Peter Green do the mask. I don't know what that looks like. It's probably unsettling but i want to see that not just some big bodybuilder guy and it was a modulated voice this is a different guy then right oh yeah it's a huge it's a oh this guy looks like lou ferrigno it's it's, definitely a different guy he's got a tomato can for a neck he looks like andrew cuomo (laughs) he does (laughs) oh shit yeah he kind of does i have uh, (laughs) i am currently wearing contact lenses and some skin cream to uh, hide the fact that i have blistering red eyes and a green complexion he also kind of looks like robert davi a bit yeah a little bit bit. well no actually funny thing robert davi in some of them their maniac cop movies Mm -hmm. he looks like maniac cop yeah yeah this head is the head and chin of what's his face? That Robert dead Zidar. guy. Robert Zedar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it, he, I mean the thing is with 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 Robert Davi, like he's got a big honking nose <laughs> that this this mask does not. That's have. a good point. And he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's just got the modulated devil voice. And like Peter Green is just pretty much out of the movie until, until the last scene, kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, this is when. They they give the they give the police the mask, which is Stanley Ipkiss with a 
And it's it always bothered me as a kid. Like it's just a shitty green like mask. Like that's the mask. Yep. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I think yep. it's, a, it's a funny way to like try to wrap this up and frame them. Yeah. It is kind of great. I mean, because they do have, I think it's Rieger that's got a line right here, like, Stanley Ipkiss is going to fall right in my lap. And then, like, the goons drive by and throw uh, Jim Carrey out of the car with this garbage mask on or whatever. I like in the original edit how the idea was, like, okay, so this reporter turns him in, 50 grand, here you go, wait, we're going to take that back and just kill you. Why not just kill Stanley Ipkiss? Yes, that's a great question. Like, like, why, you know, I guess it's the idea of, like, oh, if they think that they've captured the mask, then they're not going to be looking for yeah. him anymore. And now Uber mask, such as he is, Dorian can run around. <laughs> you're not worried know. about fucking Doyle at this point, though, man. Like, just fucking <laughs> yeah, kill this right. guy. Yeah, they should both be just fucking Mickey- thrown into that printing press. You're going to go to this Mickey Mouse jail? Not a big problem, dude. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're, you're right, Steve. This does bog down a little bit here. He's in this jail cell for an awful long time. He's, like, upset. And, you know, uh, Carmen Diaz comes to say goodbye to him because she's going to skip town. They have one more scene. And she's – it's a nice scene enough where she's like, you know, I liked you more than I liked the mask kind of a thing. Well, right. They almost – it's kind of funny because it's, like, the second time in the movie they're about to kiss and then get interrupted. This is mostly to give you more time with the our greatest uh, dead actor, uh, this dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say Peter Cushing. <laughs> <laughs> like this dog, it's a lot of the dog being sad that he can't be with Jim Carrey. Oh, it is fucking devastating, dude. And he's doing like the, uh, you know, like, go on, you go find someplace else to live now. Oh, yeah. And this dog lays down in that alley like, I will wait for you. And let me tell you. I didn't cry or anything, but I was like, this is just devastating. Like this, and it's just a credit to Max the dog. Oh, like that's this dog. The way the dog looks up, like he's looking at the jail cell window. Oh, it's hard. That's good, dude. That's lucky because we have uh, in our We Hate Movies contracts, if you cry at the movie The Mask, you're instantly off the show. So thankfully, oh, you right. just dodged a bullet. The, you just really. The mask clause. <laughs> yeah, that's why that. I didn't cry at Doom. I just knew it was in the contract. <laughs> so I know I had to avoid that. There's a lot of weird rules in that contract. It is. We signed it a long time ago, and some of them are unfair, but they are what they are. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where we got really wasted, and we made that whole thing up, and then the next morning it was like, wow, that was funny, and then it was like, oh, this is all legally binding now? Whoops. <laughs> That's why every episode I'm sitting here with a fucking huge bowl of yellow m and <laughs> can't laugh at Schindler's List. Why would I want to? <laughs> Chris. The fact that you even brought that up means you want to, you sick fuck. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, uh, whatever here. You know, Dorian is like, we're going to like strike the club kind of a thing. Um, he also sends goons for Tina. This is uh, Cameron Diaz's character right when she leaves the jail, you know, so they kind of kidnap her again. Um, there is a fucking great moment here, though, where it's Jim Carrey in the jail cell putting a bunch of toilet paper on the seat in the in the toilet seat in the jail cell because he's gonna take his shit and then like it's a great it's, touch it's all just interrupted by cameron diaz screaming like down the street being chased by these dudes but it is so funny because he is like meticulously layering paper paper uh, toilet paper like on the seat oh god it's great yeah and he uh this is when the dog shows up he gets the dog to jump into the set, the window because the guard fell asleep which is it's fine it's fun at this he point, fucking, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. 
I do like Stanley Ipkiss fucking pistol whipping this cop, though. It's kind of hilarious. And then he takes uh, Calloway, like, as his prisoner, but he uses Riegert to, like, uh, you know, get him out of the... Because Riegert's like, you're not going to get out of here. This is a police station. He's like, oh, right, you're going to take me out of here kind of a thing. We go to the Coco Bongo for the casino night fundraiser for what we're told is just war orphans. <laughs> that yeah. got that got a laugh out of me. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and this is when uh, Dorian shows up and he murders uh, Nico. It's kind of cool. He gets shot with a bunch of bullets and then his mouth turns into a gun kind of a thing. Yeah, like he opens his mouth and it's like all the bullets are inside and he spits them back and murders this old man which it would have been awesome if you take a note from fucking batman and you have all this happen way earlier in the movie you kind of forget this guy's even around you're like oh they killed nico all right well on with the movie who's that was that like the is that one of the auto mechanics because i figured they'd be dead after that Yeah, dude, you can't have a fucking tailpipe shoved up your asshole like that and live to tell the tale. No, at the I'm very sorry. least, your digestive system is fucked forever. Yeah, live yeah, you, to you're tell the tail, by thing. the way, the tailpipe. Mm. Yeah, all right. Oh. <laughs> One of the uh, henchmen around here, by the way, I think it's literally crediting him as henchman number seven, is that dude, uh, Kevin Grivu. Garo, yes. Uh, Underworld, and he's been in a thousand things, ah. a lot of stunt work and stuff. Uh, he sounds like I the devil himself. He was in Steel, I believe. Yes, that sounds right. Is he in Steel? Who does he play in Steel? Do you remember? The dude who sounds like the devil. Like he's yeah. just got this enormous deep <laughs> voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does have a super deep voice. Good for playing a werewolf, I think. <laughs> the one good thing about I found in Edge City is when they're driving to this club, uh, uh, Stan Ipkiss and Riegert, uh, is there is a Tower Records in the background? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's really? The only bit of placement I really noticed. What? Uh, uh, Doyle is eating McDonald's at one point. Oh, he is. Okay. Oh. Uh, so, Cabin, I'm curious now because they filmed uh, this movie in L.A. Is it the ta- the same Tower Records we see on Melrose Place all the time? I don't think so, actually. Okay. Okay. I like ah, the McDonald's guy being like, oh, cool. So you're going to have awesome. You're going to have uh, McDonald's in the movie. That's great. So Jim's going to have a uh, cheeseburger. Oh, no, Jim's not going to have it. Okay. Is it Jim has the mask. Maybe the villains. Have- no. Oh, Cameron Diaz. No. Well, you got this big fat sidekick, you see, <laughs> and he's stupid. So he's eating your product. Would you uh, like to try our uh, smoking mesquite barbecue sauce? <laughs> oh, yes, oh, please. God. See that that's dude that you're right, Kevin. The McRib comes back and it's smoking <laughs> mesquite barbecue sauce for a mask tie-in. That's a good question. Was there a tie-in for this movie or no? You would think there would be. It's a- well, it's new line, yeah. so maybe not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm uh, it up. I don't remember any. Um, but so yeah, the mask comes back here. Uh, you know, there is a great uh, line where he says to the dog, "Daddy's gonna have to go kick some ass," and then he like twirls Peter Riegert's like revolver that he's got as he gets out of the car. It's kind of another funny like. Totally throwaway Jim Carrey physicality move, but I love it. Then uh, uh, he he enlists Richard Jenny as well uh, to like help get people out of the club. Oh, that's the best part is he fucking gives Richard Jenny a pistol and he's like, here's this gun. Help safely escort people out of this club. <laughs> uh, no, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. I have another fucking love safari to go on. <laughs> 
this is so so Dorian has uh, Tina here, Cameron Diaz tied up to you know a pole or a fake palm tree or something in the club, and there's a bomb attached to her leg, and this is the fucking creeptacular. There's always time for one last kiss. I think you mean <laughs> there's always time <laughs> for one last kiss. It is quite the delivery. It yeah, is, it's, it's weird. It's something else. It's not in this movie. I don't know why it is, but it's in this it's movie. It's from, I mean, like, I think Tim Curry has that exact line in Legend. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking looks the same, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, whatever. The fucking dog is the hero of this film. He comes in. Because what happens, Cameron Diaz is like, hey, man, I want to kiss Dorian, the guy I used to love. I don't want to kiss this uber fucking mask guy here. Uh, so he takes the mask off, and then this is where Cameron Diaz kicks it, and you know Milo the dog comes I, and you know grabs it. Out I of gotta the way. say, one of the biggest applause moments in my theater going experience really? is when this yep. mask goes on this dog. The fucking theater went oh, nuts! Oh wow, nuts! There, that's went. incredible. I, just, I don't. I did see this in theaters, yeah. but I do not remember <laughs> what the it, reaction was to wait Milo. A second. You you both saw this in theaters and were saying it's not a children's movie. Well, that's that's what that's. I'm not saying it was in a children's movie. That's oh, that's yeah. that guy's deal. Just because I saw it as a child <laughs> doesn't mean it's a children's. That's movie. That's also true. I saw Terminator well, Two. And I think My around Cousin the Vinny. same time I saw fucking well, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six is at the same age. Is that a children's movie? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> that's. I mean, the dog getting the mask is on like the other side of the of the wavelength from uh, when uh, Claire Danes starts crying at the end of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> what? Like, it was like what? great like the difference is like there's this big I, I was in like a theater just like yours steve like laughing it's like all this whereas comparatively when i saw romeo and julia and claire dane starts crying at the end i like oceans of tears <laughs> oh really people freaked like, out in the theater everybody was like sobbing not just like a couple little te- like like <laughs> like blowing their nose you've got to get up and be like what, what did you people expect <laughs> It's one of the fucking oldest things ever. You know the ending. I've never heard so many people cry in a theater in my life. That is that is the funniest fucking thing. Uh, so we so as Milo has the mask on and he's like you know wreaking havoc on a lot of these henchmen and everything. Uh, Jim Carrey runs up to Dorian and uh, you know starts fighting him and everything. And now here's a question I had: Am I just remembering it for this movie, or are there multiple? Jim Carrey movies where he's doing the I'm really punching this person in the face a bunch of times because that's the gag here where he's really just slugging this guy and like screaming and everything while he's doing it and I was like ah did did I also at one point see Ace Ventura do a similar gag or is that just from this movie I don't recall Senator Mm, gotcha I feel like that is familiar so I think Jim Carrey's done that before okay I I wasn't sure uh follow-up question is this actual urine coming out of a dog's actual penis right here I think think the whole dick is CGI Uh, as well you think this dog's penis is CGI (laughs) that that dog's walking he's all natural yeah I guess maybe you're right I don't know it's but you don't want a dog pissing on set yeah, I mean, you definitely don't. It depends just... on the type of movie you're making. You're right. Maybe it's not a children's movie after all. <laughs> oh, uh, you, want, you want a dog who pisses? I got a dog to oh, do that. You want the dog to piss on her? <laughs> the director who brought us The Blob and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I could see dog pissing on the set. <laughs> um, 
it you know it is fucking funny he pisses right in not chris elliott's face uh which i enjoyed um so the, you know i mean the the, the big standoff here at the end of the movie is jim carrey you know the mask goes flying behind the bar they're all firing wildly at Stan Ipkiss and, you know, he jumps over the counter and everything. And there's the big delay of like, all right, when's he going to pop out as the mask kind of a thing? You obviously didn't murder this guy. And it's also been like about a half hour since we've seen the mask as well. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the thing I fucking bought a ticket for and it was stuck on Peter Green's face the whole time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and then this is he's, you know doing the uh, dirty uh, Harry impression right here. He's, and he's he got has, the big super gun, a super mm, duper gun. Now, and he's, dre- he's dressed as a mobster now as well, so he's really getting into it. Yeah, this, exactly. This and the big horn were your special attacks in the video game. Oh! Just What's so the everybody big knows. Horn? Yeah, big, the big horn at the beginning, the auga. Ah. When, oh, when the guy like honks at him in the street. Yeah. And it's like press very gently. Well, that's, that's, that's that was the mask going a little too far. The guy was just honking his horn. Like he doesn't need to be deaf for the rest of his life. <laughs> the I mask. Disagree. Okay. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think the mask showed incredible restraint there. Yeah, he should have shoved a fucking piece of his car up his ass. <laughs> was that a special attack in the game, Chris? Yes, it was actually. Uh, <laughs> maybe you know if he made that his calling card, they could just start calling him the tailpiper. <laughs> Like, oh, the tailpiper robbed that bank. Look at that security guard's <laughs> asshole. Now, now I'm thinking of uh, Batman 89 again with the, this whole town needs an enema. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what they call it instead of the mask is the enema. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he only perpetrates ass crime. Yeah. <laughs> this enema comes with the god Loki in it. <laughs> <laughs> Something should have been shoved my, my up Ben Stein's ass. My book, The Asses We Wear, was a metaphor. <laughs> Steve, you're right. Somebody should shove something up Ben Stein's ass. Sure they have. Uh, uh, or pull the stick out of it, either or. I don't know One what's going on down there. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. He fucking eats the bomb, does a that's a spicy meat to ball joke. He flushes the I feel the like that's a spicy the- meat to ball was another one that was screaming. Oh, yes. yes. That, was, that, was, that, was a, that fucking fat kid in my school loved it. Did he? Oh, did he really scream? That's a spicy meat. Absolutely, this kid was obsessed with. Wow, and this kid was heavy. You said, yeah, yes. I'm asking because my mask kid was very thin. Oh, interesting. I had had mask envy because I'm like, he's pulling it off. (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking Ipkiss. Well, that pissed me off as a little fat kid. I was like, oh, that's the popular kid. No, that that kid's a fucking hack. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) then you really showed him up, dude. Well, no, I didn't. I was a coward and I was being bullied constantly, but. I was just like, I'm funnier than that kid. <laughs> and look at you now, dude. Where's that kid? <laughs> Nowhere. I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, he flushes Dorian right here. This is the most cartoonish out of anything, I think, is him getting the painter's palette and painting the flush yeah. handle on the tree. It's fucking great, man. And he just flushes this dude down a fountain that's in the club. It's so funny. It's fun. And that's, I mean, like, and that's kind of what you think of your villain, right? Like, I just flush him down the toilet. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> to end down this the movie. Just, just flush, he mean, flushes him down the toilet. Yeah. I would have been, I mean, fucking, been fucking flushing things left and right if I knew I had that power. Yeah, if I had this flush capacity? Absolutely. <laughs> I've been flushing a lot lately in quarantine. <laughs> have you? Really? Expand on yeah. that. Well, <laughs> Danny likes to eat. <laughs> 
I do like when Peter Riegert's like leaving this fucking club and the mayor, he runs into the oh, mayor and he's like, yeah. watch it, chunky. Totally. <laughs> oh, man, it's a fucking And then he line. realizes it's the mayor and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he's like, well, we caught the mask. It's Stanley Ipkiss. And the mayor's like, no, it was Dorian. I saw it, which is great cover for Ipkiss. <laughs> By the way, has any, does anybody know uh, the name of the actor who plays the mayor? No, it's I didn't look it the up. most prog rock band name I've ever heard in my life. Ivory Ocean. Nice, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like the the uh, the band is Ivory and the album is Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Open it up for Camel. <laughs> I would go to that. I would go to that show. Oh, Maybe. looks like we we lost Ivory Ocean in 2011. Oh, but no. he was also in credited as Guard Ivory in uh, Lost Highway. Oh, oh. Uh, he was also in. I watched uh, The Mask this weekend, and I loved the guy that played the mayor. <laughs> we got to do Lost Highway on WLM sometime. We will totally, dude. If, uh, if Robert Blake got the mask, look out! <laughs> oh fuck, he'd murder so many of his ex-wives. I mean, he's already at your house, <laughs> you know, while at this party. What could he be doing with the mask on? You, have, it would be insane. <laughs> At least you could get some zingers while he's doing it. This dude also joined uh, Lou Diamond Phillips in the only narrative that Errol Moore has ever directed, The Dark Wind. Never seen it. Which also, uh, it's not good. Uh, which also stars or co-stars in some role, uh, that dude Blake Clark, who was yeah. in this movie as the reporter and Sean's dad on Boy Meets World. How about that? Hmm. Small world, everybody. Hmm. Ivory Ocean. Rest in peace. Mayor Tilton, uh, he's credited in this movie. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty much the end of it. You know, Cameron Diaz is now, you know, with Stan Ipkiss. She and Richard Jenny are driving in a convertible with Ipkiss to toss the mask over the bridge again. I don't know who asked. I guess Kevin, uh, Richard Jenny tested well. I have no idea what he's doing in this ending of this movie. It's He's got no business here aside from this lame sequel setup, man. You know, yeah. like... You know, so so Jim Carrey's like, you know, oh, you know, uh, Tina, are you sure about this? You know, and it's actually Cameron Diaz that takes the mask and throws it into the river. And then, yeah, dude, just Richard Jenny and this dog racing to get the mask. <laughs> Come on. It's embarrassing. Yeah, they just jump into the fucking water. It's crazy. And of course, Milo the dog gets it before Richard Jenny and he yeah. goes, Milo! <laughs> he beats him to the punch. And yeah. then speaking of, man... Uh, I could not. I do not remember remember this, but boy, this movie just ends on a freeze frame of the two of them kissing. Yeah, he says smoking. Yeah, he not as the mask. Yeah, and it's a freeze frame on making out. We learn that regular people can say smoking, <laughs> even for the normies, and that's what empowered the fucking mask kid guys. That's what empowered them. Yeah, oh, man, <laughs> they were going to get a camera Diaz of their own someday. Exactly. <laughs> uh, prayers up for all the mask kids out there. Uh, that is the end of the movie, The Mask. Um, for the continuing adventures of mm -hmm. this haunted mask, see Son of the Mask, or oh, don't. That's real, fine. Real quick, if you, if anyone out there's got an interesting The Mask kid story, yes. send it yes. to the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail dot com, and maybe we'll just read it on the air. There you mm. go. Uh, would anybody recommend The Mask? By the way, Steve Sadak. Uh, I would not, and I feel like I might be alone here. Uh, I've seen this movie a trillion times. Like I, 
I'm glad that I saw it, but I can't imagine being uh, going out in the cold light of day in, the le- in 2020 telling you, a gentle listener, to go watch The Mask. It's a, I, I still get a lot out of it. I think that Carrie is very good here. Without him, there's not much. It just it's kind of a messy grading film for me personally. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Siska. Um, I'm going to say go see The Mask <laughs> in this cold light of 2020. I, I, I think it held up more than I expected it to. And I think it's really just Jim Carrey's like star power, you know, like his, his performance. He's really giving it his all. And it is just absolutely fun to watch. And I'm a sucker for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like the movie. <laughs> That's all right, dude. It's okay to feel that way. How about Chris Cannon? Oh, absolute recommend. I mean, a I, I would feel like a, 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 a turncoat if I didn't. I, I spent <laughs> oh, wow, my, shots fired. I, <laughs> I spent my childhood fucking obsessed with this movie, and like, yeah, I, it's one of the few movies I've come back to where I wasn't like screaming about like, oh, that's a terrible thing you just said. Oh, that's a terrible. Oh thing no, you sure. Just said. It's like, not problematic at all. No, no, no. And like, I, I, you know, the thing is, it's like, yes, it is built around completely around Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey is in it a lot. Yeah. And I get a lot of Jim Carrey out of it. And whereas like now I look, I try to watch Ace Ventura again and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like this, <laughs> this is a little bit. And like, I can only watch Dumb and Dumber so many times. I, I guess that's the thing is for me, it's like the movies go to Dumb and Dumber. It's really just mm. like straight to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I mean, and Jeff Daniels is incredible in that movie. So, that, yes, it, it, that is the best of the Carrie movies, I would say, um, that aren't, like, the Truman Show and, like, serious stuff like Eternal Sunshine. Um, yeah, right. But, yeah, like, I, I, I and I, the graphics are good. Yeah, I, I just, I like this movie. And it is a bomb in 2020 for me. It's a what? A bomb, you know? Oh, a the bomb. bomb. The bomb. The bomb. <laughs> Wait, you said the bomb. B-A-L-M or B-O-M-B? <laughs> B-A-L-M. Thank you. Pardon, so not B-O-N-G. That was me watching it this morning. <laughs> yeah, that was just you. That was just okay. you. Gotcha. I would have been right there with you this morning, Eric, <laughs> but I had phone meetings to do, so I could not uh, participate. Um, I would recommend this movie after all is said and done. I think one of the big pluses uh, to revisit an old property like this uh, from you know, the, the, the year, the early 90s, the fact that there's nothing in this that you're watching it and you're like, well, that hits like a, th- a thud right now. You know, I, like I was super impressed by that. I really couldn't believe it. Um, and I think also just for, you know, uh, younger audiences out there, you know, for folks that are like, oh, the guy from Sonic the Hedgehog or the <laughs> kick-ass guy or Mr. Popper's Penguins or A Christmas Carol or I, maybe your parents really love the number 23. The I don't Grinch. Know. Grinch, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. that's true. Lemony Snicket, where he's fucking Count Olaf in that movie, well, all that shit. Like now, you just naming all these like makes me even rank this movie higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's a movie that it's a you can really see this guy at the height of his powers, and I I really think that he's a total genius. He's a total comedic genius, and just to showcase that in this movie, all the you know the sort of non-emotion that I felt after watching it now and just realized like I was just burned out on this movie. I don't know. I think actually talking about it right now sort of revitalized me a little bit in that department. But like this guy is just, he's so much better than the Grinch. And I think this is a prime, uh, you know, example of that. So I, I would totally recommend it also. Maybe it's a thing where the acid of the catchphrases just burns through my brain and I it's can't really get past It's really tough, him. dude. I, you know, and I completely 
understand that. You know, yeah. I had several of them in my school. I had a very close friend who we didn't go to the same school, but he fucking loved this shit. And it was like constant. Yeah. Fans constant. of movies can ruin movies. That's uh, for sure. See, see Star Wars for an example. <laughs> see, as a borderline mask kid. Uh-huh. Who did indeed go as the mask for a Halloween once? And what? I did indeed. Uh, pictures or it didn't happen. There are there are pictures. I don't know where they are. Uh, I'm not saying you need to sh- share them publicly or anything. I just need that on our text chain at some baby, point. Baby, uh, you know, lose the heroes, get with the zeros. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that is going to do it for our convo on the mask. Now, of course, if you want more, we hate movies, uh, including. Uh, soon to be released episode on the mask cartoon on animation damnation be sure to check out our patreon and that of course is patreon.com slash we hate movies a lot of bonus stuff out there for this month of july which we are in right now uh what else do we have coming out this month we've got a banger of a we love movies episode on raiders of the lost ark Oh, right. Now, we did record that already. That was a lot of fun reminiscing about uh, another movie from childhood, of course. That was super fun, and it was, it's a long episode, and I think people are going to really love that. And not only that, on the Gleep Glossary, we've got Bib Fortuna. Senator Seda, can I ask you, uh, since Raiders of the Lost Ark, is that te- now technically Indiana Jones 1? <sighs> do not. Do not don't do that. <laughs> I would, you know what? I would prefer if everything was Raiders colon. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Else. Raiders of the Temple of Doom. Raiders yeah. of the Last Crusade. Uh-huh. Raiders of the Crystal Skull. That's the move. It's the I Raiders mean, series. That is what he's doing. He's just raiding all of <laughs> yeah. these places to find those things. We also, by the way, are uh, redropping on our Patreon the Sucker Punchmentary sometime this month. That's going to be super exciting. That's right. Now, Steve, say that because I know a ton of folks have been asking about the situation there. Do you want to fill folks in on the uh, technically right now unavailable earlier We Hate Movies commentaries? uh, For the next three months, we're going to be dropping them once a month. Sucker Punch Mentary, then the Nemesis Mentary, the Star Trek Nemesis commentary. And then then in September, our very first uh, commentary ever, which was Chud, which will be super exciting. Ooh, yeah, and I just I just went back through that Chud commentary. It's a good time, so you're going to want to catch that on the Patreon. So you might want to just stay a patron for at least three or four months, you know, just go through, write, go. write it out. Or three or four years. Yeah, that also years <laughs> would be good. By the way, speaking of money uh, and, and, and or money going places, all proceeds from our merch sales on our Tee Public store, which you can find at whmpodcast.com, go to Black Lives Matter and uh, Black Lives Matter-related charities, uh, charities that are trying to combat uh, racial injustice and police brutality. So if you go to whmpodcast.com, you'll get a link that's either going to take it to the Tee Public store or you can just go directly and donate to Act Blue, which is uh, a link between – about 11 charities that rule that we're that's going to be all of 2020 before and uh, all the way to the end if there is an end <laughs> uh and and that's right and by the way just a, a big thanks for the folks who have kicked into that already it's been going really well uh we had a big response off of the can't hardly wait watch party what we did a couple weeks ago uh, a lot of folks were uh you know donating and kicking in during that time so keep it up we're really appreciative of that uh and as always here on we hate movies the show rolls on the main feed continues chugging along steve sadek the summer blockbuster extravaganza as we know it uh is still happening so what do we got going on next week? oh we are go- we are just stuck in an airport you guys we got nowhere else to go because it's the terminal 
Mm-hmm. Oh god. This one it. might break us. I'm not <laughs> sure. Ketchup pack. <laughs> I don't know. I mean like being quarantined and not being in a terrific mood most of the time, having to watch the terminal. I <laughs> don't excited. know. Okay, okay. I'm excited. All right, he's excited. Because yeah. I haven't seen it since it came out and I remember it being a very funny movie in a bad way. Anyway, okay. we'll see what happens. I miss Burger King the movie. I really do. <laughs> I, you know, I saw that movie one time in the theater. I did not care for it. Uh, and I also, you know, uh, you know, aside from quarantine and, you know, the movie's about a dude who has to live in one place for an extended period of time, uh, which when you watch it feels like he's living there for 12 years. Uh, it also sucks that it's going to be a bunch of airport footage and we miss being on tour. We miss traveling to see folks. I think this one might break me. <laughs> I think this Oof. dumb fucking terminal movie might break me. <laughs> We'll find out next week. I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> so until next week with uh, The Terminal, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.